93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday, January 5th. Kathy is out. I'll handle the news details once again. We'll start with this. A man was killed by police after authorities say that he fired multiple gunshots at SWAT officers who were trying to serve a warrant on Tuesday night. Happened around 6.30 p.m. on the 1900 block of South Bancroft Street. The incident started as a domestic dispute on Tuesday morning when the suspect allegedly pointed a handgun at the victim. Detectives and SWAT officers had spotted the suspect through a partially open doorway at a property and asked the man to come outside, and that's when the man fired three shots at SWAT officers. One SWAT officer returned fire and shot the man multiple times. Uh, The unidentified suspect was transported to an area hospital where he later died. No officers were injured in the incident. Uh, The SWAT officer who returned fire will be placed on routine administrative leave while the investigation continues. An Uber driver is recovering after he suffered a graze wound during an attempted carjacking in Philadelphia, according to police. That happened around 8.30 p.m. yesterday on the 2100 block of Fanshawe Street. And police say the 29-year-old male driver was attempting to pick up a customer when he was approached by two men who tried to take his vehicle. One of the suspects fired two gunshots toward the vehicle as the victim sped off. Uh, A bullet hit the headrest and then grazed the Uber driver in the back. He suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, No arrests have been made in that incident at this time. And on Monday night, in an unrelated accident, police say that a Lyft driver turned the tables on two carjacking suspects. Police say the 38-year-old male Lyft driver was rear-ended by the suspects on the 1100 block of North 40th Street. Uh, The Lyft driver then reportedly shot the suspects as his vehicle was being stolen. Uh, The man was not injured, but both suspects are listed in critical condition at an area hospital. So is this sort of the thing now where you, uh, you'll you call for an Uber or a Lyft or you'll... I don't know if they called for them or yeah, not. That, or... that wasn't in the news story, but... They just possible. saw them as an opportunity not... that yeah. they took? Oh, uh, right. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, know those right. details. It's possible. But... There have been a lot of carjackings in the city. There's this uh, app called Citizen that reports on incidents that are happening around, and okay. carjacking is unfortunately reported a lot on that app. Right. All right, and then one last story. Uh, Authorities in Virginia announced yesterday evening that a stretch of I-95 in the state had been reopened and all motorists who had been stranded there for as much as a day had finally made it off of the highway. I mean, over 24 hours. A complete nightmare. And it was cold, man. Hundreds Uh of people were stranded in freezing temperatures after traffic problems caused by the winter storm that dropped as much as 11 inches of snow in the area uh, had occurred. The problems began Monday morning when a truck jackknifed on I-95, triggering a chain reaction, among other vehicles. Uh, That eventually led to lanes in both directions being blocked across a 40-mile stretch of the highway between Richmond and Washington, D.C. This this story, Preston, had my wife thinking maybe she should put together a, uh, you know, like a a package or something to keep in her car. And then I reminded her her car was stolen. So it's all taken care of. But it's exactly what you're supposed to do. And I I usually do that, too. Do you have it now? I have have extra clothes. uh, And what I don't have is some food uh, and things like that. And I I need to put that together. I usually 
have that type of thing ready to go. I have my tactical shovel, I have a blanket, and I have a bag of Halloween candy. There you go. And that'll do <laughs> you in a pinch, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for real. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I usually keep um, a, a shovel, blankets. Right, uh, right. And a couple of first aid kits. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then I always have my golf clubs because you're going to need those. <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. Show, when, right. you, yeah. On the median. Uh-huh. Um, what about, well, keeping water is more problematic, especially if it's, it's cold freeze. freeze up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but but I've usually got some type of water. I usually have a bottle <laughs> of water in the car somewhere. So the worst thing I'd ever, traffic I'd ever been stuck in, there was a terrible, terrible accident on the uh, PA Turnpike. So you mentioned your your um, uh, golf, golf clubs. Yeah. I always have a ball of some sort in my car. And so when we were stuck on this turnpike, we were having football catch on the side of the road with, like, other people that we didn't know, like people we had just met on the side of the road. So, like, yeah, I always need to have at least a football or some sort of ball that I can have a catch with. Dude, and in my golf bag, I recently cleaned out my golf bag because right. I got a few things for Christmas that I wanted to put in there. I have I have whiskey. Oh. I have, uh, I've got, I usually got some food in there. I have... Tons of stuff. I have first aid kits. When I was single, I used to keep rubbers in my uh, in your golf bag. In my golf bag. So when, when you'd you go out know. and come in with the golf clubs, <laughs> let's, let's do it. You, you come in with the yeah, bag. I don't of, know why, but yeah. I had them in there. And so, but but and sometimes you'd be like, oh wait, I got that in my golf yeah. bag. I can just go grab um, some of that. When out you of there. when you were having sex, would you hire a caddy to bring? What, oh yeah. What to, do you think on this one? Yeah, yeah. I need uh, I need on this hole. I need, I need a Durex. <laughs> you have a, this uh, is like a Durex uh, hole here. I know you have a tampon in your golf bag, but you, I keep a tampon yeah. in my golf bag. Bloody nose. No, no, it's actually inspired from Casey. It is brilliant. We were playing actually in the core golf outing, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. I don't think it was when we were playing with Charlie. Uh, uh, done, but it was um, uh, we were playing with another group. Yeah, Charlie totally Day. Day. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm get the hell I get done from. But anyway, and uh, they have a little um, little halfway house uh, at the turn of the place where you can stop and use the bathroom. And Casey had gone in, and they had a bowl full of tampons there. Wow. I didn't know he grabbed one, and he <laughs> held on to it for the reason. So if you if you're a man and you hit a, a ball off the tee box and it doesn't go past the right. ladies' tees, right? That's a really bad shot. Okay, right. it just hasn't gone far at all. Uh, there's a lot of jokes that you can throw out. And Casey, <laughs> I, I don't know who hit the ball. He walks out. He goes, "You dropped something." <laughs> and he turned around. It, the tampons the tampon tampon on, on the ground. So that's the thing. Like, now that is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's a few little gags. That you, it's a you great gag. Yeah. So I I keep a tampon in my bag. All right. Very thing. Cool. Well, yeah. Actually, it sounds like you have a good a bit of preparation. I actually took yeah. a picture of uh, of all the stuff. I'll have yeah. to post that later on. Yeah. I think I'm gonna up my game a little bit. Maybe put in something a little bit more substantive than Twix bars. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm pretty good. All right. Yeah. yeah it's good to have yeah. a, a little kit, a safety kit, right. ready to go for this thing. And I actually saw a story on the news this morning. The, in in this uh, uh, in this pileup of of cars, or it wasn't a pileup, but a, this traffic jam. Uh, there was a, a bread truck, and I forgot which company oh. it was for, and, and I mean like um, sandwich bread. Yes. And so, uh, and it was an, an 18-wheeler, and the, there was a, a couple that was nearby this truck that was stuck, and they had been there for 24 hours, so they called the company. They got the company's number, and they said, hey, can we go to this truck driver hmm. and ask if we can hand this bread out? And they said, yeah. That is wow. awesome. And they handed out that like is very cool. 300 loaves of yeah. bread to people who were freaking starving. I read a few stories like that. But, you know, people were walking in between cars, yeah. helping out if they needed gas. You know, if, if uh, people needed to go to the bathroom, obviously, that they would escort to them places where they could get off the road a little bit. Yeah. And then I read uh, another story about this one guy. He had no cell signal for whatever reason. And um, the only communication that he had with the outside world was a local radio station. And 
And so he was going back and forth. So with the power of local radio helped this guy go. get. And he was stuck there for 26 hours. Wow. You know, it's insane. Yeah. My car would be a nightmare, Nick. Uh, the only thing I have in it is a jar of olives. Oh, man. You can well, get by on that. Yeah, you can. That would be a nightmare for Some Nick. people, yeah. 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 I mean, an emergency, I guess. So I actually found a list of things that you should have in your car. Maybe we'll Should get we, to Yeah, let's, let's, let's okay. take yeah. it. I think it might be kind of interesting. In case you get stuck. Um, so anyhow, yeah, it was a 40-mile stretch that was blocked between Richmond and Washington. Hundreds of people spent the night in their cars, many, if not most, without food or water. And with concerns about running out of gas as temperatures dropped into the teens, fortunately, there were no reports of serious injuries or deaths. That's so pretty amazing. they got lucky in that regard. All right, in sports. All right, the Flyers wrapped out their road trip out west with a 4-1 to loss against the Ducks last night in Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, Troy Terry scored his first NHL hat trick in the win. Uh, yeah, right? Good for him. The Flyers have lost two in a row and uh, collect the, after collecting points in seven straight, seven straight games. Uh, they were without leading scorer Claude Giroux and defenseman Ivan Provorov after they were placed in the league's COVID-19 protocols. Uh, the Flyers are back home tomorrow night, and they'll take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Puck is set to drop at 7. Sixers look to extend their four-game winning streak when they take on the Magic tonight in Orlando. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 in that matchup. And the Washington football team will announce its new name before the Super Bowl oh. nearly 19 months after dropping its old one. Team President Jason Wright said it will not be one that became an early favorite on social media. Uh, the team announced that it will reveal its new name on February 2nd, 11 days before the Super Bowl. During an interview in September, the team's C- co-CEO, Tanya Snyder, confirmed that the final candidates included Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Red Hawks, Commanders, Red Wolves, and Defenders. There's some good ones in there. Really good ones. I like Brigade and Red Hawks. I think those are both pretty cool. Have they totally dismissed PUDs? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It yeah. might be a last-minute write-in. Yeah. We'll Washington have to see. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about Football McFootball Face or something? Yeah. 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 You know that probably that made the list. But I like PUDs. Yeah. Short, yeah. sweet, one syllable, yeah. strong, manly. Yeah. I love it. All right. Anyhow, that's what I have in sports <laughs> for you this morning. All right, welcome to Wednesday. Wednesdays mean secret text word. So we have uh, a couple of prizes that you can win if you text word secret to 39333. First, we have a digital download of Clifford the Big Red Dog on digital. Uh, and we also have a four-pack of tickets for WWE Monday Night Raw this Monday at the Wells Fargo Center. Wow. So text the word secret to 39333. And in conjunction with that... Uh, we are going to have uh, Damian Priest from WWE Monday Night Raw. He will be in town, and we will talk to him this morning. He's and, a big dude. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a great time going to that. Uh, I've been to the Monday Night Raw thing. It's pretty badass. Uh, so we'll talk to Damian around 9 o'clock. Uh, we're also going to go on Fox Good Day this morning. Mike and Karen will be the hosts. Oh, all right. So we'll see how they are doing and what's going on in their world. Uh, we have a new Daily Rush video if you'd like to check that out. Uh, the t- title is Dr. Diamond Buccal Fat Removal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And it's a tongue twister, but it's easier to say once you've had your cheek fat removed. Uh, you can follow MMR on Instagram, and we will deliver it right to your feet. Yes. You, you get it automatically. Uh, you can, of course, check us out on uh, on YouTube. You'll find uh, all of our Daily Rush videos and our streaming, which we are live 
uh, every morning. Not just yet. We wait till after the news, I think, to, to right, right, right. YouTube streaming. But uh, you can search that as well. It's all sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. By the way. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to take a break. Got a big stack of entertainment stories to run by you as well as a stupid question. And uh, be careful. Might be a little slick on the road as you start your commute this morning. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you, Marissa. So the stupid question this morning, we are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest, which will be at the PA Convention Center uh, January 15th. And the question that I have for you this morning is, what country gave us the Saab automobiles? The Saab. Ah. Remember Saab? Absolutely. Yeah, we called them snobs. Snobs. Yeah. All right, 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer to that, give us a call, and uh, we'll see if you can win. I'll go through some birthdays, kill some time while we're waiting for your answer. Uh, Not on my birthday list, but fortunately, Nick had uh, a few up on my monitor in front of us, but Clancy Brown. Oh, I love Clancy Brown. He's the best. When was the first time? out? um, I'll tell you the first thing I remember seeing. Highlander. The, for me. the first thing I saw him in was a really crappy B-movie with Leif Garrett in it, and he was in a band, and Clancy Brown played the road manager of this band. What was the name of that movie? I don't know. I yeah, have no right. idea. I, right. I, I remember saw, that it, it movie. It might have been called, like, I, I remember the, the last song the guy sings is Heart to Heart, but it wouldn't be called right. Heart to Heart. But anyhow, <laughs> Nick, see if you can find that. It would have been... Late seventies, okay. early eighties, something like that. Uh, no, I guess early eighties. That's when he started. We're, we're pulling up. Uh, well, he was uh, on, a, on the episode of uh, Dukes of Hazard. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, he was. Oh, you know what, Steve? No, it was Bad Boys. He was the tough guy that uh, Sean Penn. That's right. Yeah, in, in, in the in the juvie center. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, 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 was, yeah. Yes, that's right. In fact, he gets. We use the soda yeah, bottles yeah, yeah. in the in, the, um, in a bed sheet. That's right. He, you remember the uh, Highlander movie, right, with uh, Sean yeah, Connery yeah, and uh, yeah. Christopher Lambert? He was the Kurgan, which is a uh, a real scumbag character. Right, right. He's uh, he's so great. Uh, and, of course, he went on to Shawshank Redemption fame. And yeah. He's the voice of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. SpongeBob. Yeah. He also is recently, he's in the most recent... Uh, uh, Dexter, the, a new blood. Oh, is he? Yeah. He is. And Dude, he's Dude's great. a talented actor, man. Does a lot of voice work. Celebrates a birthday today. Also, uh, the great Diane Keaton. Huh. Uh, she is 76 years old. One of the best. Think of- to the Godfather movies and Annie Hall. and Yes, yeah. like for comedy and for drama, unbelievable. Yeah. The yeah. First Wives Club, such a good movie. And something's got to give. I, I love her. In yeah, that. yeah. She's, uh, I found her very attractive in that. Yeah. Uh, as she, well, at into, she was uh, in her late 60s. So she's guilty at that point, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. She's 76 uh, today. Uh, Charlie Rose, 60 Minutes 2 correspondent, PBS talk show host. That career came crashing down. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Apparently, yeah. Charlie liked to um, and, and have... People come over from work to assist him on projects at home and would greet them. These were female interns most often. 
in a robe with nothing underneath. The robe thing. The robe, man. Oh they all love the robe. Yep, he's 80 today. Uh, the great Robert Duvall, speaking of the Godfather movies, uh, he is celebrating his 91st birthday hmm. today. Just an amazing legend. The first time I think, well, he's in the movie Bullet with Steve McQueen. He also played Boo Radley. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You can hardly recognizable. Yeah. He was so young, right? And the, well, he was in the Great Santini, right? You love oh, that movie. God, do I love that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's so good. That'll have you bawling your eyes out. You know, I think he and Gene Hackman are my two favorite actors of all wow. time. I mean, yeah. like, they just everything. Those are good choices. In, I mean, yeah. they just everything they're in, they make better. And I, I think Preston, you and Steve both love uh, the Apostle. Oh which my is God. great. You know, he's just yeah. he's so incredible in that. And, and, and he has a smaller role in Crazy Heart. I mean, yeah. and he's you know he's an elderly guy can still right. really do wonderful, great work. Uh, he turns 91 today. Uh, it's Ted Lang's birthday, or Lange. Uh, Isaac, the bartender, Love Boat. Oh, I should start watching that. <laughs> I watch the Love Boat every damn weekend. And then when it wasn't for a brief period on Me TV, I jumped over to Pluto TV, which is an app, and uh, they run almost constant Love Boat channel around the clock. There was a YouTube video, and I didn't watch all of it, but it was every single <laughs> guest star yes. that's yeah. ever been on the Love Boat. It's like three hours long. Oh, my God. And it's just... The opening credits. The opening uh-huh. credits. Right. They just that long. It's edited just... them all together. Yep. And, yeah. and they're in alphabetical order, yes. too. Yes. Oh. Uh, so you can try to guess who's coming up next. Oh, wow. uh, so Ted Lang is uh, 74 today. Uh, Marilyn Manson talked about, you know, mm. somebody's uh, rough go at it and some serious accusations against him. He's 53 today. Stephen Kojikaro, Kojikaru, uh, uh, the fashion maven, right. is 52. Well, we're fashion mavens. Well, you know, yeah, so that's, that's how why we know the name. We're big fans. Uh, Chris Stein, guitarist of Blondie, uh, turns 72 years old. Was deathly ill for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and he is, uh, he and, he and uh, Debbie Dibber- Harry were in a relationship for a I, little while yeah, in the band. She nursed him through a lot of that. She did, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he turned 72 years old today. Uh, it's our buddy Bradley Cooper's birthday. Hey, today. oh my God, I gotta give him a call. Don't call too early. You uh, don't yeah, wanna, you no, know, right. wake That's him up or anything. the like kind that. of friendship you really do appreciate in life where you can go years and years <laughs> and years and never communicate and you, you pick up right where you left off yep. not communicating. Right, exactly. that too. Yep. He comes in town for a lot of Eagles games, and every time I see those photos, it just makes me a little sad. Why? Like, dude, we were friends for a uh, while. We were friends for a while, but we're, we're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> we anyway, might be delusional. Anybody see Licorice Pizza? Yeah. No, I hear it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, I either. See, yeah. He's 47. Uh, Carrie Anna Inaba, who is uh, the judge from Dancing with the Stars, uh, no longer... On the show, on that show, I don't think it was. Um, Where is she? Maybe she is. I get them all mixed. She's up. a former Lakers girl. I know that. You know what else she was in? She was in the second Austin Powers uh, movie. She played either Fook Me or Fook You. Right. I don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah, which yeah. character oh, it was, but okay. the uh, the two Asian characters <laughs> with little backpacks. But she's one of them. Uh, she is fifty four. Uh, and a gal who, whenever I see her on screen, I'm just, uh, I just have to stare at her. January yeah. Jones uh, is 44 what? today. And you know what? I didn't know her birthday was in January. Aww. She was almost February Jones. She could have been December Jones. I wonder if that was the case. I, on, or If they went that... with that because she was born in January? Yeah. Is that actually her name? Mm. She was named after January Wayne, a character in the 1973 Jacqueline Suzanne novel, and Once is Not Enough. Okay. 
I knew uh, that off the top of my head. She, of course you did. You know things. Uh, she is uh, 44 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. What country gave us the Saab automobiles? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to Nancy. Hey there, Nancy. Good morning, it. Good morning, Good morning it, Nancy. Thank you. What is the Sweden we... Or, what's, what's the country we're speaking of? Preston, may I speak in your defense? It's Wednesday after a a brief period off, and Wednesday always is. What is the Sweden we're looking for? (laughs) You did that. You were like, Bird. What was that? When did you say Bird? You called a guy Bird when he answered. It was a Christmas miracle. miracle. Bird. (laughs) And I gave the the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, my big question was, so what's the word? And Steve, you know, somebody yeah, yeah, named yeah. Steve buzz in. I go, bird. <laughs> no. You know, uh, I'll give you one every now and then. Yeah. yeah. All right, you got it right, Nancy. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest. Uh, Pennsylvania Convention Center, the 15th to the 23rd, over 100 life-size animatronic dinosaurs with an uh, incredible 50-foot-long megalodon. Jurassic Quest is the world's largest, <laughs> most popular dino event on Sweet. tour with unique and exciting experiences <laughs> for the whole family. Previous events have sold out. Get your tickets now. JurassicQuest.com before they go extinct. Do you know after the Ian Fleming books were all uh, completed, obviously he passed away and was no longer writing James Bond. Another author picked up the series and, and was sort of codified as the guy who would carry on with the uh, with the uh, James Bond story. In those books, Bond drove a song. No way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, and did you know when you uh, start the, you put the key in the car, or at least back in the day, it was always... Uh, in like the console where like usually your drive uh... the ignition was in the console. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh. that. Yeah, Wait, was... in the console. Well, I don't know. What do you call that area oh. between the driver's seat and the passenger seat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The okay. ketchup container. Did not <laughs> yes. know that. All right, listen. I got stories, folks. We're going to start with this following Betty White's death at 99 years old. Her hometown of Oak Park, Illinois, will celebrate Betty White Day annually on her birthday, <gasps> January 17th. It's very cool. Very nice. As part of the memorialization. Oak Park businesses have created Betty White specials. Uh, Mickey's plans to sell a meal made up of Betty White's favorite foods, including a hot dog, fries, and Diet Coke. Uh, White had told people in 2012 that hot dogs and red vines and potato chips and french fries were some of her favorite (laughs) foods. That's very cool. Uh, Toronto Bakery will be making a giant birthday cake for what would have been Betty's 100th birthday. Uh, Betty White Day will also feature a mural contest. And the winner's design will be painted downtown. They had a little bit of a controversy because they were having this big event and they were having her family members come in and they put signs all over the place that said whites only. Oh, and no. It was, it was, just couldn't. White uh, was born in Oak Park in 1922, though her family later relocated to California. She returned to Oak Park for years after she left. There's a nationwide uh, push now to donate to a local pet charity. Yes, President well, mentioned too. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are kicking off the new year with a romantic getaway. The pair were seen boarding a private plane to the Bahamas on Monday. While Davidson previously traveled with Kardashian to Kris Jenner's estate in Palm Springs, uh, this will mark their first vacation together. Uh, the pair spent the holidays apart. Davidson hosted New Year's Eve special with Miley Cyrus in Miami, 
And uh, Kim was with her family in L.A. They've decided to reunite and start the new year with a little international travel. So this is clearly rebound territory. This is not a substantive light. This is not something that's going to stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of fun, right? Most likely. I think so. I think so. I mean, Uh, he, he... he kind of he he grinds through them. Yeah, and she and, does as and well. She does as well. So listen, let them yeah. have let them have their fun. Uh, I did see a picture of him over the break, and the the caption of the picture because it was somebody had posted. He goes, right. I, "I can't believe it, but I actually thought I was looking at a picture of Beetlejuice right now." <laughs> and uh, and you see him, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" And I I bet you like that person. It wasn't just a joke like they legit thought it was like is that, is that beetlejuice with miley and i think it was miley cyrus as well they well. know beetlejuice is a, is a character right yeah. well they're yeah. saying yeah. when right. beetlejuice exactly. was alive he probably looked like what pete davidson looks like <laughs> we're looking you at know. this picture yeah it's not too far off we only know truth. beetlejuice as a dead person yeah. so that's funny this is probably what he looked like i could see that yeah <laughs> i think a month or two ago we all put down our dates as to when we thought this relationship wow. was going to end and oh. steve uh, believe it or not we're coming up on yours really yeah you picked 115 uh, Preston, you went with the vernal equinox. Uh, I, mean, I gave it a full year, did Kate, I not? Casey, you said June 1. Uh, Kathy was May 15. Uh, I was at the end of February. And Marissa... Did I say Christmas you or you know, Valentine's Day? Well, 25, yeah. Let's so, keep an eye on that list. I'm yeah. interested. Okay. Uh, following Tristan Thompson's paternity results, confirming that he is the father of Marilee Nichols' son, people report that Khloe Kardashian is focusing on, quote, her own happiness. When it comes to 19-month-old Akilah, Preston, oh. you... Hey, oh. Oh, how did oh. I get thrown into this? Oh. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, sure. I'm in that, uh, I'm in that group now. Uh, a source told the magazine she wants the new year to be different and that she can't imagine dating right now. Uh, the source said, but her family knows that she will meet the right guy when she is ready. Thank it's, God I have a family. It's hard for her family when she is upset because she starts wrecking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the source said they love her so much. Chloe is such a strong person, though. She has already moved on after finding out that Tristan was expecting another baby. She was playing with her train set, and they showed her at home, and, and, and it's a full-size train set. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is, is that, again, <laughs> I think just about everyone on Earth was saying, this guy's going to keep doing this. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. why, why? Yeah. And, but uh, I guess uh, she just didn't want to listen. On Monday, uh, Thompson publicly apologized to Courtney after, or Chloe, I'm sorry, after she announced to the paternity, or he announced the paternity results, whatever, you know the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Monday, Little Miss Sunshine actress Abigail Breslin yeah. uh, shared a photo from a trip to Las Vegas where she wore a mask while she was riding the Big Apple coaster at uh, New oh. York New York Hotel. I've been on that coaster. Yeah, isn't it good? It's fun. It goes in and out of the buildings. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, cool. On Instagram, the user, a user commented, who's the pathetic loser wearing the mask? <laughs> Breslin didn't hesitate to address this troll. She clapped back and said, that pathetic loser would be me, someone who lost their dad due to someone not wearing a mask and giving him COVID. You can kindly go F off now. Uh, Breslin took to Instagram nearly uh, a year ago to announce that her father, uh, Michael Breslin, had passed away at 78 due to COVID-19. So she was firing right back at this idiot. The, there are a couple of uh, roller coasters in Vegas. The one on the top of the stratosphere? Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I, that I don't is, know. That is a mofo. I don't know if I'd have the balls to so, be outside of, yes, on that would. thing. They had it's just, a thousand feet It's a thousand tall. feet up, yeah. Man. They just opened that. 
I, I was doing some sort of convention. I think it was for the uh, the company Korg or some sort of radio convention out there demoing equipment, and they had just opened it up. And I was like, I never well, got to do it. They also have, I think, two other rides in there, Steve. They have one that shoots you straight up. Yeah. Okay, and then they have another one where it's like these poles, and you sit on this, uh, you, you sit in a chair, that's, and these poles swing out. Yeah. And, and you're facing down. Dude, that's... Like a thousand feet straight down. That's... That's heavy duty. Pretty damn terrifying. I, I mean, I'm fairly ballsy, but that's that's at the edge of ballsiness, which I, is a popular soap opera. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman actress Gal Gadot is acknowledging that the Imagine cover she created at the start of the pandemic, quote, wasn't the right thing. <laughs> it's I couldn't even get all the way through it. No, I found it. didn't it... seem like it wasn't the right song. It wasn't the right song. And Imagine is not about that. It's not. About overcoming. Why not release? We're in the money. Hey, yeah, we're in the money. <laughs> we're in. The... It's not about overcoming a, a pandemic. I mean, it, it, I think oh, that's what most people had. Funny boy, about Vodiodo. It just made no sense in, in no. relationship to the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Agreed, agreed. Uh, nearly two years after posting the video, which features a wide range of celebrities singing parts of John Lennon's song, uh, Godot said it wasn't the right timing and it wasn't the right thing. It was in poor taste, all pure intentions. I do believe that she had pure Absolutely. intentions. I think she's a sweetheart. She, she appears said, to be. She said, but sometimes you don't hit the bullseye, right? Uh, <laughs> she said she had consulted with Kristen Wiig about the video, saying, uh, I was don't like, listen, uh, I want to do this thing. Don't do it. And uh, the she had told this to InStyle Magazine. Uh, the pandemic was in Europe and Israel before it came to the U.S. in the same way. And I was uh, seeing where uh, where everything was headed, but the video was premature. Mm-hmm. And it featured people like Natalie Portman, Jimmy Fallon, Zoe Kravitz, Will Ferrell, all taking turns singing a line uh, from the song. But she's like, mm, wasn't a good idea. <laughs> All right, got Bachelor stories. Yeah. Bachelor oh, fans hey. can't stop comparing Jesse Palmer to Chris Harrison following Palmer's debut as the new host on Monday. Uh, Us Weekly reports that one Twitter user wrote, I'm a happily married man. Jesse Palmer quotes Chris Harrison's opening from The Bachelor Season 1. Is this a clean slate? I don't even know what that means. What the hell does that mean? Another user commented, Jesse Palmer is obviously the cyborg creation of Chris Harrison. Uh, the Bachelor. So they're they're seeing comparisons between he, the two. He, I, listen, for, for a job that's Fairly, you know, by the books. He went by the books. Yeah. I mean, I watched that episode. I told you, I, I uh, there's a cat on my lap, and I finished Wheel of Fortune and went right into <laughs> The Bachelor. Yeah, they normally I'd close. run for the TV and change it. Now, according to uh, People Magazine, there's a new reality TV couple in town, and that includes Bachelorette alum Blake Hortzman <gasps> and Love Is Blind alum Gianna <laughs> Gabelli. Are these uh, men or women? Uh, so Gianna's a girl. Gianna's a okay. girl. Blake's a man. I assume. And, uh, yeah, because if you're on The Bachelorette, you're okay. you're probably I love you. a bachelor that is uh, a suitor. <laughs> uh, they are dating after recently meeting. Uh, the two are taking things So slow. they met first, and then they decided yeah, to date. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes, yeah. and then they decided that they would, they would date. <laughs> uh, so they seem really happy together. Fans have been making speculations about the pair since they shared photos with similar backgrounds. This is social. phenomenal news. Yeah, isn't it phenomenal news? Because it gives us all hope that we too can meet people. It's true. All right, so nor- sometimes I have hair change stories. This morning I have, and this is courtesy of a listener, a hair not change oh. story. Oh. Play that backwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Cher has rocked. 
plenty of hair colors over the years, from black to blonde to auburn, but there's one shade she isn't going to try. Uh-huh. Gray. Really? Uh-huh. She said, going gray is fine for other girls. I'm just not doing it. Uh, the, pop, the pop superstar at 75 opened up about her approach to beauty as part of her new campaign with MAC Cosmetics alongside the rapper Sweetie. Uh, she said it's all about having fun. I just think it's that, about attitude, <laughs> uh, that people who worry about the way someone puts on their makeup should get a life. Uh, Cher has definitely had fun with her look over the years, and she appeared to recreate one of her most iconic outfits in a new video for her MAC campaign. Uh, the singer sported a sheer beaded jumpsuit that looks similar to the one she wore at the 1974 Met Gala. And she also rocked the same curtain of smooth black hair and dramatic eye makeup. She said, I love lasting forever. She said in a tongue-in-cheek moment. (laughs) Yeah. You look at her. She's in pretty good shape. Yeah. She's holding up pretty well. Yeah. She certainly had work done. Of course. you know, they all have. All right. So, listen, when when a man goes gray, it's, it's, you know, distinguished Distinguished. and refined and and all that. And when a woman, you know, I, I don't mind a woman with gray hair. But... My question for you is this, Steve. Uh, What if younger women, because they're dyeing their hair all sorts of different colors, what if there was a trend where they started dyeing their hair gray and silver? If it looks good. And and it looks good. But I'm I'm saying more of a trend. So that when... All right. I don't know many. You're you're late shrugging, but... I don't You've see been a lot. Preston, that you love him. It's with. It's been within the past two or three years that, like a gray, it's actually almost like a violet, mm-hmm. which comes across as gray. Is, I see. a hair color. Yeah, I'm not. And it did come across as a gray hair color. I think it's. I think it's fine. I think yeah. it looks good. I think it depends yeah. on if you look good in it. Right. You know? Right. 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 Yeah. I have some friends who uh, got pregnant. You know, in their twenties or thirties. Well, no, no. <laughs> uh, but when you are pregnant, you're not supposed to dye your hair. That's right. true. Uh, so yeah. they went right. full gray. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's been it's kind of been a, a trend the past uh, couple of years. I haven't seen it. it. I, I, I have not seen gray hair on twenty year old women. Uh, well, I have the magazine for you. Okay, <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah, kind of a, a silver hue has been uh, has been a thing for a little bit now. But anyhow, um, yeah. what was your question? My question was: if you saw more of a trend of that, would it then sort of lift that stigma and allow the older women to then to me, go I don't, gray? I don't know how other people think. I, I think possibly, like I, I, Marilyn Russell, who we started, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the show with, you know, very well. Uh, she went gray, and 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 that looks good on her. Yeah. I, I, it also depends. Some women are not, and men are not happy with the gray, the hue of the gray that they end up with. Right, and then you can tinker with you that, can tinker a, little with that a little bit and make it yeah. a a more um, appealing looking right. gray. You right, because sometimes it's salt and peppery, and it right. doesn't quite look right. So. I was getting gray in high school. Oh, yeah, for real, salt and pepper. Yeah, I wow. had that going on. Yeah. Wow. All right, uh, well, moving on from hair. She's not going to do it. She ain't doing gray. She airs out on that. Um, there are bigger fish to fry in that yeah. camp. <laughs> Amy Schneider, the Jeopardy reigning champion and the trivia show's winningest woman, was robbed on Sunday in oh, Oakland, no. California. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing really bad, but uh, she works as an engineer manager and lives in the city. And she said in a tweet that she was fine after the altercation, but she had been robbed of her identification, credit cards, and cell phone. Um, on Sunday, it happened shortly after 3 p.m., 3 p.m., two people, one of them armed, approached the victim and demanded the victim's property, according to the police. The incident occurred in the Adams Point neighborhood near the city's downtown. Uh, police said the victim complied and the individuals ran off with the victim's personal belongings. No arrests have been made and the investigation is ongoing. 
Uh, in the episode that aired yesterday, uh, she had notched her 25th victory after answering a final Jeopardy question about the origin of the word circus. And, and I have to point this out. Yeah. <laughs> so me and Casey and Nick will text each other from time to time. And when the category comes up, we'll text each other the category. And you try to answer. Just based on the category. Just on the category, yeah. not on the clue. So last night, the clue, the, the question or the category was word origins. And the first word that popped into my mind, I don't know why, was Piccadilly. So yeah. I just put Piccadilly in there. Uh-huh. Nick, you had said what? Uh, laser. Laser. Yeah. In case I you were, you were too late to get there. Yeah. And then the answer comes back, and it was circus. Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. That's close enough, <laughs> man. That's impressive. <laughs> I, also, I also got two answers right that none of them got yeah, right. Yeah, me too. None of them wow. got circus, and I got that. Yeah. I, you got circus? Yes. I did not get circus, but I did get... Uh, uh, anti-rejection. Yes. And Molly Brown. Jay, yes. I got Molly Brown, too. Yeah. I, nice. I, I would have won last night. I probably would have beat Yeah, her. you probably would have beat <laughs> her. She, she is... She's um, on fire. She's on fire. But you see what happens after a while. Uh, there were there are a couple guys, you'll, and you'll see them, you know, the contestants come up, and you're thinking, okay, do they have the chops? It's also... The hunting for the daily doubles right. that really figures prominently in these huge cash victories. I thought the the older guy that was on there was going to have a shot, shot. yeah, because he he took her into the red, yeah. to begin with. Yeah, he started strong, yeah, and then he but, fell to crap, and then she <laughs> then she took off. By the way, her winnings have amounted to $918,000 yeah. so far. Uh, Schneider, who last year became the first transgender contestant to make it to the show's Tournament of Champions, has earned a loyal fan base that regularly turns to her Twitter account for recaps of the episodes, which are filmed months in advance when they aired. She said after the robbery, she had trouble sleeping and had been occupied trying to replace the belongings that she lost. So she said it may take a bit to catch up with the recaps, but thanks for your patience. Uh, the show said in a statement, uh, we're deeply saddened to hear about this incident and reached out to Amy privately to offer our help in any capacity. What do you think it's likely that the show hired people to rob the money back a little bit? Because <laughs> right, they're, yeah. they're losing yeah. their now we're, get, now we're getting scared. <laughs> well, they just got her credit card, yeah, so yeah. I don't think that was them. Um, the New York Post reports that due to... The COVID-19 Omicron variant, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced that no press or celebrities will be invited to the 2022 Golden Globes this year. This is really going to ruin it. Uh, the awards ceremony will take also take place without an audience. <clears throat> the announcement uh, comes just days before the scheduled air date of January 9th. So that's coming right up on it. That's yeah. quick, man. Yeah, it is. Wow. And yep. then the, so the SAG Awards should be coming up soon as well, which means, you know, as SAG members, we end up getting those... It's not it, as it good lost anymore. its luster now it because everything is released to video, yeah. or home home viewing immediately. Yeah, we used to get these screening DVDs of uh, movies that were still in theaters. Amanda, we think we were cool. We oh. did. Yeah. We thought we were pretty cool. No, no more. Uh-huh. And then we got put in our place again. Maybe they should just send us money now. <laughs> I'd be okay with yeah. that. Uh, despite being overserved while hosting CNN's New Year's Eve alongside Anderson Cooper, it appears that Andy Cohen will return for this year's <laughs> really? New Year's Eve broadcast. Yes. Right. Well, look that. at all yeah. the new, look yeah. at there, the, the news. He said controversial things. Uh, he's he's a very likable host. Yeah. So uh, a spokesperson for CNN commented and said Andy said something he shouldn't have live on TV. <laughs> We've addressed it with him, and we look forward to having him back again next year. So we will see how that goes. Um, e-, e News reports that Seth Myers has tested positive for COVID nineteen. On uh, tweet shared yesterday, he wrote, "Bad news is test positive for COVID. Good news is I feel fine thanks to vaccines and the booster. But we're canceling the rest of the shows this week." Now, also, 
uh, is reported that Jimmy Fallon tested yeah. positive for COVID-19 over the holidays. He posted to Instagram on Monday saying, hey, guys, on the first day of our holiday break, tested positive for COVID. I was vaccinated and boosted, which made me lucky enough to only have mild symptoms. Uh, thank you to the doctors and nurses who work so hard around the clock to get everyone vaxxed. And he shared that his daughter's tested positive as well. And one last thing, uh, Joe Exotic uh, will be resentenced on the 28th and is likely to receive less time for his crimes. Uh, the judge, Scott Polk, uh, scheduled the resentencing for 10 a.m. and approved the defendant's request to be transported to Oklahoma City for the hearing. Uh, turn- Justice will finally be served. <laughs> attorneys for Joe Exotic, whose real name, of course, is Joseph is Joseph Maladano Passage, uh, said last month the former Oklahoma zookeeper was postponing his uh, cancer treatment until after his resentencing. In November, Passage announced that he had prostate cancer and was transferred to a federal medical center in North Carolina from a federal medical center in Fort Worth, Texas. Do we know his level of um, his, his status, his I should say? Into yeah. the cancer? No, I yeah. haven't seen anything about that. I, I watched- just know that... That he has stated and his lawyer has stated that it's bad. Yeah. So I don't know. So I watched a, a bit of that second series and then kind of just checked out. It, it didn't... Didn't have the same It, it lost the magic. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad. All right, uh, I think we're ready for clips. The lives of several troubled high schoolers continue... Uh-oh. I almost spilled my coffee. Oh. <laughs> On the board. Okay. Yikes. Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> The lives of several. Tr- <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Trouble high schoolers continue to unravel in euphoria here. Sydney Sweeney, Sweden. No, Sydney Sweet Sweeney talks about her acting process on the show and how she deals with wrapping up the production. Here we go. I lose myself in the characters that I play. So, like right now, we've been wrapped from Euphoria season two for about a week now. And I've been going through this very strange uh, depression. I kind of feel like after you have a kid and some women have like postpartum depression, I kind of feel that after I wrap a character. <laughs> uh, Euphoria season two premieres on HBO January 9th. Here's the next clip. Uh, comics' favorite couple continue their adventures for the television audiences audience in Superman and Lois. In this couple, uh, Tyler Hecklin talks about how he approached playing the Man of Steel. I definitely stayed away. I, I wasn't familiar, and once I knew it was happening, just for me, it's easier to come to work every day and just kind of act on instinct and uh, go with it as opposed to feeling like you're going to be too close to what somebody did or, you know, trying to stay away. It's just much easier to just come in and naturally let it happen. Anyway! <laughs> Season 2 of Superman and Lois premieres on The CW January 11th. It's a good was, show. He said he was unfamiliar with it, though? Or, like, I, I think he meant... I think he meant watching other actors play Superman because I, I was a little confused by that too. I, I, I'm assuming that's what he meant. That's probably. Yeah. So he I don't know do how he, how you thing. could how that could elude you. Yeah. yeah. Wait, this guy can fly. What? Yeah. What's that all about? All right. Um, so that's the entertainment report. We have a secret text word, and we're giving away WWE Monday Night Raw tickets, which is Monday at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, so text word secret to 39333. We'll throw in a digital uh, copy of Clifford the Big Red Dog. And speaking of WWE, we're going to have uh, wrestler Damian Priest on yeah, uh, to talk about uh, Monday Night Raw. And we'll do that around 9 o'clock this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment, awaiting the arrival of the sun on this Wednesday. Maybe we'll see it. we got lots of clouds today. We'll be right back. 
Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we had mentioned in the news this uh, traffic jam that was um, around the D.C. area. It was in Virginia. Yes. Uh, it was like 41 miles long. And uh, people were stuck in their cars for over 24 hours. You know, um, the uh, Senator Tim Kaine was in that. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to hurt an audio clip from him. Right. Like he was taking video or something like, like that. For like 17, 18 hours. Yeah. 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 So, no, he no. To, and then he went to work. Yeah. When he got to, finally got to D.C., he was like, oh, you, I'm not going to go home. I'm going to go to work. <laughs> no one got away from it. Yeah. yeah. So, people, there was a, there was a, track, uh, a jackknife tractor trailer. And that just, that was the beginning of the end. It was after all that snow had hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and people were stuck there uh, for a long time. So we were we were chatting briefly in the news about, uh, you know, things that you keep in your car. Right. And so I had a story that is a, a list of the, that the American Red Cross says uh, that, that you should have. So I think this is good. You, and honestly, the, the worst thing is I, I should have just taken the time to do it, and you end up in the situation where you're like, you beat yourself up because you don't have these things. Right. If you, prior to going into snow season, the best thing, I call it a win if I prepare for something for a bad situation and I never need to use it. That's yeah. a win. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to have something like this is probably a smart idea. Yeah, and uh, I, I will usually kind of assess as the seasons come around and go, okay, it's time to yeah, time yeah, to yeah. quit. Because sometimes it's just taking them space and I'll, I'll take, you know, the blankets out and stuff like that. Um, but you um, always keep the condoms in there, though. I, I even with I, the vasectomy, I used to keep yeah. those in my in my golf bag <laughs> when I was a single man. Uh, but so the American Red Cross says first, you should have an emergency kit stashed in your car with things like blankets, flashlights, non-perishable foods, liquids, and extra batteries. So what non? It doesn't mention specifics like non-perishable foods. Does I don't it, know what it does it, Well, probably specifically what it's referencing is. Twix and Kit Kat bars. That's what I have. Right. I used to keep beef jerky. Yeah. Like in in like a sealed packet because I protein bars that would stay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all those things do eventually have a shelf life on them. But I don't know if you keep you know like raw chicken chips or crackers or or something like that. I immediately started thinking about those sticks where the cheese is on the side. So if you just like peel that back. Like so, a snackable? Yeah, because I would want some right. kind of dippy if I was stuck in traffic for a, a long time. I'm yeah, sorry. I think stuff that you have to prepare. If you could have like a like a like a, a cheese fondue, a fondue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah. need an activity with um, my food. So yeah, I know what you're talking about, like the sealed uh, cheese stick or right. something like that that doesn't need to be refrigerated. Because yep. you'll see those sometimes. Gravy. They come with a meat and a stick as well. Yeah, jerky's completely fine. If you're, I, I, I'm not a big jerky fan. What do they say about pimentos? Uh, they, they're very anti-pimentos. <laughs> those are pits. Yep. I, uh, I have one of those emergency blankets uh, that and sometimes they hand Do they down. work? The foil they, I was so surprised yeah, at how question. well they work. Uh, the foil blanket? Yeah, Does foil it blanket. Okay. Is it warm? It, I was curious about that because I have them too. Yeah. I wanted to see if anybody's ever actually used those. Yeah. It okay. doesn't look like it would be warm. Well, uh, That's why I've refrained from getting one. Yeah, the first time I uh, used one was when I fell and broke my ankle when I was uh, crossing that stream in Colorado oh. a couple of years ago. And okay. With the emergency service, I had one in my pack, so my brother took it out. Uh, and then the uh, when the emergency services people got there, they had some stuff to keep me warm into that. But he didn't I was stuff thinking, you in a tauntaun? Uh, no, no. <laughs> and those things smell bad on the yeah, outside. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but I was um, in a cold creek. 
pre-dawn, and I and it looks like a thin sheet of foil, and it yes. kept me warm. You know, okay. so it, it, they, they so, absolutely work. So, okay, I actually have I, one. I'm fascinated by this. Does it have a metallic feel to it? Uh, not, like it doesn't feel like you're putting tin foil on you. All right. It feels like you're putting a thin. Uh, like a space age polymer. Okay, you know, like it's, just, it's right. kind of it's very light. Does it sound all crinkly? Not really. Wow, because no. it seems like it would be a. It, it looks like it would, <laughs> you're putting yeah. tin foil on. It's like what C three PO sleeps in. Okay, but okay, so good. So I'm I'm I'm, but uh, I'm gonna get one of those. And so then. because of how well it worked the, the one time, or the, you know, the two times I've used it or whatever, I have one of those in my car just in case. Hey, I have a question. Okay, and this concerns survival. And I told you guys I right. wanted to ask this question on the air. I was watching a. Um, uh, show I forgot what the name of the show was. Anyhow, they um, um, uh, the uh, one of, one of the main characters is a Navy SEAL, and he's got this. Is it the Bachelor? No, it's not oh, the Bachelor. No, okay, sorry. And so he has one of those nylon uh, rope bracelets. Yes, which you're supposed to be able to use in an emergency. You take it off if you need a rope. You That's need a tourniquet or something like yeah. that. You can undo this and then use it uh, to tie something down or to uh, for whatever an emergency. And I, I used to wear one because I'm like, hey, this. This is a great idea. You never yeah. know. It might be an emergency. You need this type of thing. And then I stopped wearing it because I never had an emergency. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm wondering if anybody listening has ever actually used one of those things. For that purpose. For that purpose. Yes. Or if you've used the blanket like uh, Nick had to do as well. 215-263-WMMR. What's that? I thought those bracelets were just a trend. I never knew that they served an actual purpose. Yeah, there's purpose. a function. There's, oh. there's a function to that. Like, I would imagine hunters probably wear them. People who are going out in the woods, campers and, uh, and, and hikers would as well. So I'm curious if anybody has ever actually had to use one of those. Here's a text that says, as a runner, the foil blankets are so warm. Best thing uh, to have after a race when it's chilly or cold out. Yeah, wow, them. so you, the, All they, right. they'll reuse those? Yeah, well, I they see them. kind of, uh, you know, disposable to me. For they Jiffy ha- Pop. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they hand them out to, like, marathoners no when, they're, when they're done, yeah. Okay. And by the way, uh, I have um, this Slapshot beef jerky, and yeah. uh, I just wanted to look at the date. Uh, so this one right here is Best Buy 2023. No so, kidding. Yeah, so that is, you know, another year from now, and we got this last year. Okay. And then, right. so that's the beef jerky, and then I have uh, essentially what it looks like a Slim Jim. They have uh, these broken stick uh, jerky sticks. Yeah. Uh, and that's by, it's, you know, I guess it... it, it it's got some duration on it. Well, I, a little bit less than the actual jerky itself, but... You, you know, know so, I, did, I have some, some like, a small canister of what they classically call prepper food. That is, I bought, that I would, like... Parse out. I could put in the car. I haven't done that, right. but I should. Yeah, It'd be should. totally fine. Yeah, and that stuff will last for like eighty years. Somebody texted in and said, like, you know, peanut butter. Those little individual wraps. Oh yeah, uh, uh, sealed. Uh, you know, single right. servings. <laughs> stuff you don't have to cook. Put a few of those in there. No, as I know well. Marissa wants to do some light cooking. That could work. <laughs> Uh, so, anyhow, uh, they also recommend, this is according to the Red Cross, not only should you have an emergency kit with a blankets, flashlight, non-perishable food items, liquids, and extra batteries, uh, but if you're caught in snow and shelter or help isn't available, isn't visible within 100 yards, uh, they said you should stay inside your vehicle. If possible, put a brightly colored cloth out your window or tie to your antenna to indicate distress. Now, this is if you're alone. Yes, if you're surrounded right. By thousands people will know you're people. in distress if you're in a five-mile... <laughs> like car accident, right? But if you're, uh, you know, if you're you're in like that that uh, that uh, backup that they had in in Virginia, you'll be okay. You don't have to put that stuff outside your window. Uh, in cold temperatures, here this is important: run the vehicle for no more than ten minutes every hour to heat the cabin. That, of course, is going to save your fuel because if you're right. there uh-huh. for a day or more, you're going to run out of gas pretty damn quick. So you run it for ten minutes, crank the heat way up. 
and then shut it off and then kind of keep what heat can stay inside for a while. My wife was asking the question, and it seemed like a valid question, especially with this recent incident on the interstate. Would you, at that point, when you're in that group, do you get together with other people and all get in a car you could do for that. body heat? Use the body and heat. And then oh. run the car. Yeah, they sure. recommend they recommend that you huddle together if, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're with uh, someone else in the vehicle. I had uh, I was stuck in a, uh, there was an accident on Route 1, the bypass, yes. going up to the Grand River Mall. And at that time, I mean, we weren't moving. I had, like, negative gas in my car. So I literally pulled over to the side of the road. I got out of my car and I left. And because I was like, uh, I, I I parked the car. I got out. I I walked off of the highway, like through somebody's backyard, yeah. up to a street, and I had somebody pick Casey me back there? and somebody picked me up. But, but I'm wondering for for those people, uh, how many of those actually abandoned their cars? Or like, you know what? I can actually walk to a. Right. I can walk off of this highway right now and and pick up a ride or something. Yeah. Mm. I wonder what people with electric cars have to do in situations like this. You know, like how long does that charge last? And Especially when it gets colder. Yeah. And, and is it any better or any worse than a gas uh, car? Well, here's the deal. Like apparently newer cars, newer electric cars have a, a, a secondary heating system oh. that keeps the battery's ability to retain its charge much more intact. In the initial stages of, like the Tesla, in the winter, it would not be uncommon for the battery to lose the ability. Basically, like you could, having a gas car in the winter, you could only fill it up 75, 80% your tank. <clears throat> but the, the the issue was the cold would make the battery lose its, its charge. Right. And now they have a system that sort of stops that. That's interesting because you need something to power that system, too. Yeah, but, I, 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 but they, I'm sure they figured I'm it sure out. They fi- yeah, or you yeah. hope they did. I don't know ex- anything about this, but I was with Pierre after the killer show, and his car wouldn't start, but we could start it and charge our phones. Why wouldn't his car start? Because it, it's Pierre, and yeah. who knows okay. what happened. Something wasn't upgraded, but so they were running on two systems, so you could still charge your phone and run the heat and the radio and things. By the way, speaking of running the heat, I remember when I was a kid and on, on cold winter mornings, like before school or whatever, I would go out and to warm up the car, mm-hmm. I would start it up and then just gun the engine while it was in park. <laughs> oh, yeah. Free! Trying to heat it. Yeah. Just do it'll, anything. It'll heat it up faster. <laughs> That's what he said. Once it sets on fire, it'll be toasty. Heat it up faster. Yeah. Uh, hang on a couple of calls with the foil blankets. I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Good morning. Love you guys. Thanks, uh, man. Thanks. So you've used these foil blankets? Yeah, man. So they definitely work. Uh, but here's the thing, they can work too well because the heat from your body radiates off of the top of the blanket and down onto you. So what I was doing, I, I've been on a couple backpacking trips with a group of my friends, and I was on the Loyal Sock Trail in the Poconos in, like, the fall, so it was freezing cold. And so at night, I wrapped, I wrapped myself, like, from head to toe in those things, probably, like, five or six of those blankets. I wrapped myself like them right on my body and then stuffed myself into like a mummy sleeping bag. Right. For like negative temperature. So I had those foil blankets inside the sleeping bag. Yeah. And what happened was I ended up sweating huh. all night and I woke up soaking wet. Oh, wow. Freezing cold. Yeah. Wow. So, so you're saying you need the foil blankets. It's your own body heat that radiates against this this blanket and, and then, you know, raises the heat. Could you have conceivably, without the sleeping bag, just slept wrapped up in the blanket? Uh, yeah, but the ground would be really cold. So I guess I would lay on top of the sleeping yeah. bag. Okay. Those, those, those blankets are good for outside of the of the sleeping bag. So okay. It actually can be kind of dangerous because I... 
I, like I said, I woke up soaking wet, and it was like probably in the 30s. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. You, you want to watch it? Yeah, I'm stopping wet. Yeah, like you know, uh, material, cotton, and even uh, some other materials will will breathe. You get some air in and out of right. there. Uh, but that that stuff, nothing's getting out, and, right? And right. So it's all you know. It, you're, it's like a little oven, a little yeah. oven, yeah. a little big. Potato. You put some stuffing in there. In there yeah. It's really nice. You know, perfect meal for the bear that'll eventually eat you. I'm gonna go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Hey, Preston and Steve. How you doing? Doing well. Wonderful sunshine. How are you? I'm fantastic. So I live in Michigan, and I have used the foil before. Okay. We winter camping in college and uh, the people we were with forgot the tent <laughs> going camping <laughs> i mean anything that can't put my finger on it but something i was supposed to break wait don't we have to go outside to do this step one <laughs> yeah yeah we hiked back a couple of miles at dusk <laughs> but they brought the cube of beer so all right there you, know. you go priorities okay so we dug down snow and put down some pine branches and had our emergency blanket and our really good uh, um, sleeping bags, and it worked wonderfully. Nobody decided maybe we should go home after forgetting the tent? Yeah, no. Okay. All right. So you did the, you did the, the foil blanket inside the sleeping bag, and you didn't have any, any problems? No, it was outside the sleep. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm, to me, okay, so obviously you 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 don't take the opportunity of a, of a of a car wreck or being stuck on an interstate. Hey, now I can go camping. Yeah. So you're going to stay in the vehicle. So that that blanket alone should be enough to keep you warm in very very cold temperatures. Correct. It it, it definitely will. All right, I'm getting one. Damn it. All right, I've always looked at them, Preston, and I've always thought, thank you. No, Christine. there's no way. It's it's gonna feel cold. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody have one? Yeah, it's in, in their my car? car right now. Do you really? Yeah. Let me go get it. Could we try it out? Could yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I was just popping on Amazon because I've always been right at the point of pushing it, and I go, no, there's no way. They're there's cheap. no way. They're cheap, right? Can you reuse yeah. them? You can get them at REI. Yeah, you can reuse them. And when they when you buy them at REI, Steve, they come in. They're actually like really small packaging, so you can buy more than one. That's right. one of the attractions of them. Yeah, yeah. And when they give them to the runners at marathons, they have them logoed, too. So, oh. like, they're giveaway items. Really? Yeah. Should we do that for And you Steve? could use them, like, to to get a suntan, too, right? Like, you know how they have a reflective uh, thing? <laughs> you remember so. you hold it oh. under your chin? Why well, let the whole disaster go to waste? Has anyone mentioned, like, you get them at airports? No, like, if you're why? on a... I feel like they they keep them on, on hand in case people get stuck at an airport. Okay. They'll give them to people who are stuck overnight and so that they can How sleep exciting. in the terminal. Really? Yeah, I've okay, seen I've never there. seen that. Let me go to Austin talking about the, uh, the, the bracelet, the, the cord bracelet. Hi, Austin. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, so I had um, a similar bracelet. Um, sort of like Indiana Jones. It's like a whip, but it, it clasps onto your wrist. Okay. And you can use it to kind of grab things, um, you know, under like rocks or anything if, if you're, if you got something lost or, or Wait, whatever. Use um, it to grab things. I don't, what, it's like yeah. a, like a, like a, a lasso? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Like, it, oh, I've never seen this. No, I haven't either. So the, the thing, like, the, the, the the band you're talking about, Preston, is more sort of a to, to bind things to. Yeah, it's a woven. Yeah, uh, yeah, a nylon cord. Um, how, how big is this? How when you're wearing it, how big is it? Um, you know, you can have it go over itself, but you can have it kind of go up your arm. Huh. So it's it, it's not that bad. 
I would just tuck, okay. a, tuck a ladder into my pants. Press. Interesting. <laughs> All right, never heard of that. What's it called, Austin? Um, I can't remember. I think it was like the the lasso arm or something. I, I can't remember. I can look it up. But it was lasso arm. The lasso arm. Like Casey's hidden fist. I'm Harrison Ford. You might remember me from the Indiana Jones films. Wow. I've invented lasso arm. (laughs) When you need to reach things that are under a rock or perhaps behind a tree, (laughs) lasso arm is invaluable. All right, now listen. You know we go way off the rails, right? right? Yeah, okay, do. so I have a question about it's it, and lasso arm made me think of this. Okay, <laughs> baby wheel. <laughs> so, no, not baby. Wheel. <laughs> uh, you know those uh, like senior citizen uh, grabber grabber things. Yeah, we talked oh, about yeah. them. You know, it's like a stick with yeah. a claw. On the I know this one. Do they do they make them like really long for well, Christmas lights? Oh, that's a good like question. That. His has a little bit of an extension on it, um, but it, it's just... I mean, like, 20 no. feet long. Structurally, well, they, they start to become... They they're, they're not viable. Yeah, yeah because... I, I, You'd I, have to brace another robot arm under it. I have, I have a pole with a, with a little, like, um, uh, U-shaped thing on the end oh. of it that I try to use for the Christmas lights. I'm like, man, if I had something with a grabber on uh, the end of it, it would be so much better. I'm, gonna, I'm looking for it right now. I was okay. going to recommend one of those things that they use at, like, stores when they have shirts hanging really high. But yeah. that's what you sounds like you have. And it's similar to that, uh-huh. but but I, I need something that's got a closing mechanism All right, on so, it. like, they have on, on Amazon the Unger Professional Rugger, Rugged Rugged. Reacher heavy-duty grabber tool okay. for outdoor cleaning and trash pickup. Now, it is 42.5 inches. How many feet is that? So you're looking Almost at four feet. Four feet. All right. Is that enough? Not really, but it, it's better than the, the two-foot one that you all sometimes right. get. So, all right, anyhow, uh, I digress. I'll go back to the, <laughs> like the subject I've, at hand. I've seen ones that have, like, a, a rope, like a pulley system. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Like, uh, tree surgeons will yes. use things like that. Yes, yeah, that's so it. maybe that's something to look at. Uh, by the way, uh, there's another text about the bracelet. It says, the bracelet is called the Savior Bracelet, and I have used mine once. Had to use it on my boyfriend's motorcycle when the kickstand broke and was dragging on the ground. And I used it to hold the stand up. We got home, which was about 60 miles. And I, I still wear it every day. So that's what that's for. Huh. Not just life-saving stuff, but, uh, you know, in case you need a, a last-minute adjustment on something you have that bracelet. All right, Casey brought back the blanket. Casey has the, the foil blanket. So tiny. You don't mind me opening this up because it's going to be a bitch to get back in. I'll, re- I'll replace it for you, Casey. <laughs> I'm not putting it back in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whoever opens it has to put it back in. So we were talking about the uh, uh, the, the big uh, car uh, uh, parking lot that ended up in Virginia for 24 hours. Yeah, see, this it's got that. You can hear it. That's what, what does it feel like? Uh, it feels, you know what it feels like? Uh, when you ha- are creating a gift bag for someone, <laughs> and sometimes they have that mylar paper. Yeah, it feels like mylar. Okay, I'll bet you this is it's mylar. probably mylar. Uh, Casey, no, there isn't. It's it's not labeled. I'll bet you that that's what this is. Mylar. God damn mylar. Uh, it's always mylar. Well, look how it unfolds. Though. It gets actually, it's getting pretty big. Yeah, it keeps stroking it. It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to open it up. Uh, if your fingers were cold, this might be kind of hard to do. But do they have? Okay, so we're looking at the pack. You can get a pack of holy crap, and it is mylar. Oh, it is okay. Mylar. Yeah. Sorry, this did is you hear that though. pop? It's mylar. It All right, like Jesus, a, that's a bitch. Yeah, but, but all stuck together. Do you sense <laughs> warmth? <laughs> Not yet. After a run, that's what the whole city sounds Good like. God, <laughs> just people walk around with those. All right, things. almost there. All okay, right, here we go. All right, there. one more. It's a, it's a space age parlor. Remember, big man. Oh, that is big. Okay. Okay. Now, wrap yourself in it. Open this, and I'll do the rest right. of the show. 
You hear crinkling noise. Now, it's not... Yeah, dude. I immediately... Are you kidding? Can I try? feel some warmth from this. Yes. Yeah. I, it, automatically. Huh. It's That's not... crazy. It, as big as this seems, I wonder if it would be better to do it like this. Do you want, oh, want me to like take it in a little bit? <laughs> you going to it? Yeah. Take it over to Steve. L- let me get a blowtorch. I, I would do it... Uh, here, I'll, I'll drape it on. Drape it around. Like he's yeah. the, uh, like he's James Brown, James Brown, about ready to come ah, back on stage. I feel good. Uh, and then kind of close it up. Oh, yeah. Right? Don't you feel oh that automatically? God. Isn't that yes. wild? Pretty yes. cool. I mean, it doesn't feel like a comfortable blanket where you're like, ooh, this is, you know, mm, nice toasty. against my skin mm, and toasty. I'll exactly. snuggle in. I actually feel... You can feel that warmth coming back. I feel it radiating up. And when you're backpacking or stuck in an emergency, the the packaging is so small that that's how, that's why it's so valuable. Right. You know? Yeah. Because uh, easy to take around is a premium when you're, when you're. And wait. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Yeah. I'm sold. I'm going to get a few of those. Yes. Keep a couple of those in the car. Now the difference with it all is, is big. Having, taking it off after wearing it. Yeah. Once you have it on. Yeah. I want it back. Right, Case? Yeah. Can you feel it automatically? Yeah. Immediately. Okay. Immediately. That's legit. Does, cool. does it come in other colors? Can we? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're, don't think we're going to be fashion forward on that. Melissa uh, Magnano from the Press of the Sea show was found frozen to death in a car. She said she couldn't find a color she liked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, by the way, uh, here's a... <laughs> I was a little late on that. Was... Her fingers were frozen and couldn't hit the button. Uh, let me go to Nick because he's used this uh, blanket for something else. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Kathy Romano pierced her nipples. Ah, oh, that's true. It's a revelation. Thank you for reminding we us. We had last year. What's up, Nick? Uh, so we went camping, and uh, we're not really campers, so we got bored pretty quick. But like, we remembered the tent, so at least we did that. Um, yes. But um, So we took the uh, blanket, and we laid it down out in the sun, and we decided to cook breakfast on it, and it kind of worked. Are you kidding? So it was able to hold the heat while you... I mean, uh, yeah, we did coffee, uh, toast. The toast worked really well. And then kind of runny eggs. And kind of runny eggs. So you tried to just using the heat from the sun on this, you yeah. use it. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, it was like early in the morning, too, so it wasn't even that hot out. But, so uh, Nick and, and, and both Nicks, I, I'm curious as to thank you. what what makes it such a um, viable heat source? I guess just it, because it because does it's it. radiating your own body heat back on you. Yeah, it comes right back to you. Yeah, you, you can't uh, the the body heat doesn't escape. Wow, interesting. I, I'm get I'm, I'm honestly going to get a pack of those. Yeah, right. I'm going to put one in my stolen wife's car. They do have colors, so I saw that. Uh, oh. Uh, do we still have time to keep going, or do we need to take breaks? Uh, we have to. You know what? Let me. Uh, we got a break in no more than five minutes. I think we're right. saving lives here. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, being prepared. Let me go to uh, Rich. Hey, Rich. Good morning. Hey guys, what's up? Yo, buddy, you're on. Go ahead. Okay, so like, I worked one of my first jobs was I worked for this lady that was a three day cheerleader for a number of years. I can barely hear. Yeah, Rich, see if you can move your mouth closer to the uh, <clears throat> to the phone. Yeah, hold on a second. Hey, do you hear me now? Yes, hey. much better. Yes, go ahead. He turned off okay, the Limerick so uh, nuclear power plant. The advice that she told me about was. Always have like tea lights inside of the car. And why I, I actually have those. Because I have it in the same pack that I have that blanket. And why is that? It's because like she told me horror stories that like every year, dozen people freeze to death or asphyxiate in their car from running the car, and the carbon monoxide gets inside of the cabin. Right. 
So how does a key light fight that? And it'll just keep it, you know, like at an okay 75 degrees to keep you alive while you're waiting in the car. Oh, a tea light. A tea light candle, yeah. A tea light candle, okay. That'll heat the car? Yes. If you keep the doors closed, don't run the engine. And you let it burn for a little bit. It'll, wow! It'll it's interesting. Sometimes those those safe. will come in a in a, a, a um, uh, and those a survival kit. And you believe then, and the purpose of that is to is to raise the. I was thought it just to, to have a constant flame going, so you wouldn't have to keep lighting matches or something like that. I, and, I thought it was just matches. Cooking your jerky over. Well, you, you could do that too. Maybe you could cook your jerky as well. Okay, interesting. I, I didn't rich. know that. Thanks. That that, that yeah. little bit of flame could be enough to heat. That maybe if if the heat is being inside the cabin of a car, I don't know. Is man. that is that problematic though? That. With, with well, smoke, a, maybe, but it's also a really nice ambiance. That is, yeah. 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 By the way, the the white uh, wine in the glove compartment comes. <laughs> in. Uh, the the Red Cross says yes. You should make sure that the exhaust pipe is clear. This is if you're you know stuck in the yeah. snow or something like that, and the windows uh, of the uh, are cracked open to avoid letting exhaust fumes in. And you should huddle together in the car uh, to preserve the heat. Make sure that uh, you move your arms or legs occasionally and stay hydrated as well. Would it be would it behoove you for huddling purposes to always have a real doll in the car? <laughs> yes, yeah. for real. Yeah, you never know when you get horny too. Um, I will go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Morning. What's up, Brian? Uh, doing all right. How are you? Wonderful. So uh, you're calling in. You've used the the bracelet thing I had mentioned earlier. That cord bracelet. Yeah, over in Iraq, we used to, all the guys used to wear them over there when I was in the military. And uh, one time we needed to tie up some camo netting, and uh, we actually, I took mine apart and it worked great. There you go. All right, so I, I know that people, you know, will wear them for just such an occasion. You just never really hear of many of the occasions popping up. So, all right, that's cool. It came in handy. I might get one then. Yeah, it's uh, that there. I do, like I said, I think I might have one in my center console, my car. I quit wearing it uh, all the time, but that's, it's functional like I that. I think the peace of mind of having one and losing it is going to pay off in the long run. Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right, well, anyhow, uh, it was a it was a nasty um, snarl of traffic uh, that people were stuck for over twenty four hours in, and it it was cold. Well, and, and the conversation now as we start to enter is we're, as snow is starting to yeah. come, and we don't know what we're going to get. This isn't like we're saying, oh, we're going to get fifteen feet. We may, in fact, if anything, in, in this general area, it's a couple of inches. Yeah. But it's always a good idea to start the season thinking about having this in your car. And I like putting little preparedness kits together. I bought the tactical shovel kit, Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sits in my, now it's actually actually back in the trunk. Yeah. So it's there. Uh, so a girl that I did it, her father was a police officer, her mother was a nurse, and all of their like family friends were EMTs. They, every single member of the family had a giant tackle box. Filled with like anything and everything that you could possibly imagine. They even had road flares. Oh, yeah. there you go. We love road yeah. flares. I have. I have, I don't have road flares, but I have these uh, uh, light up, you know, LED blinking lights that you can put out in case you need them. So those are cool too. All right. Anyhow, so there you go. You, you're prepared. We have saved lives. Yes, Steve, we've done. I think it so. Yet again this listen, morning. Listen, listen. Save your accolades for the mm-hmm. true heroes. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The bizarre file is coming up as well as a quick stock a stop on uh, Fox. 29, so we'll do that. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? 
Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Marissa. Yes, Nick. We got about 30 seconds. All right, Nick is the... So we get on Marissa with them. (laughs) And usually Marissa gives me these hand signals as to how much time... Uh, before we go live on uh, Fox Good Day, but she's doing traffic. She's filling in for Kathy this week, so I'm uh, filling in for Marissa. So Nick's filling in for <laughs> Marissa. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she usually gives me. So we have 30 seconds. I've been told the to countdown until then. Don't forget a little bit later on this morning we're going to have Damian Priest on uh, the Archer of Infamy from WWE. I love that name. WWE. Monday Night Raw, which will be in town on Monday, and we have a chance for you to win tickets to that with the secret text word. So text the word secret to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you, ask you to call in later on with the word designated caller. We'll win those tickets, and we'll grab a random text or two, and we'll also throw in Clifford the Big Red Dog. Hey, Steve, yep. years we've been talking about something called smell-o-vision. You know, that's what we wish for. Like, a, let's say on TV we're doing a segment on lasagna or something. You'd actually be able to smell the lasagna coming through your TV. Well, now there's this scientist. Look at that. You'd be able to smell that. Well, they're taking it up a notch. This Japanese scientist says he's invented something called lickable television where you can lick the TV screen. He calls it taste the TV, and you'd be able to taste the flavors that you'd be seeing on a TV segment. So if we had it right now, we'd kind of be smelling you guys and maybe be able to taste Steve. Yeah, and I am delightful. I have to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys... I don't know. To me, it'd be interesting, like when you're watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, God. Oh, man. Let's just finally see if it does taste like tapioca. I'll use Casey's comment that this is going to revolutionize the pornography industry. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> what you really need to work on is a TV that licks you back. That'd be nice. Then, then talking. you're talking. Yeah. Okay. Right? I got nothing on that one, guys. Seriously, that just... Right. Imagine that. So are are you supposed to have your own individual unit? Yes. Yes. Is this a family television? Uh, You know... Like a salt lick? Yeah. Yes. I think you'd have your own screen that you could put up against the TV and lick it. Like if we punch up Kathy... Yeah. It, 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 it may have a different taste than the rest of the guys there. Right. Well, Marissa's in today, so she tastes kind of oh, briny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've had a lot of fun conversations with you guys. This could possibly be the stupidest thing. <laughs> ever and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's a good way. All, it's a good way, yeah. That's yeah. one of the dumbest inventions I've ever heard of. I mean, I'm st- yeah. we're still waiting on the lickable doorknobs, which we think is a great idea. <laughs> Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Right, we'll see you later, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. No. 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 What? They've tried things like this. I don't know. We talked about this years ago, and maybe you remember this, Preston. Years ago, there was a show, a kid's show called Winky Dink. And Winky Dink, uh, had a, you would get it, you would order it, uh, you could buy them at the toy store, too. They would have this acetate screen that you would put on your actual picture, too, on your screen. Yeah. And so Winky Dink is trapped on this side of the of the cliff. Draw I, him a rope ladder. I vaguely remember right. that. Right. So oh. you would draw on the acetate. Ha- the problem was kids weren't buying the screens and just drawing on the, oh, no. on the actual TV right on the with screen. The, the, the crayons. But I had one. I thought it was a blast. Yeah. You know? Man. But licking the screen, I don't know no, if I'm down with that. No, that's just, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Do you remember uh, Scratch and Sniffs? Oh, yeah. Stuff? yeah. Stickers. And, and you know what? I, I still have, like, haunted memories of some of those scents because they just weren't, 
it just didn't hit the mark, man. Like, I remember like cinnamon or something like that, just having a really bad smell to it. Or John Waters had, remember the movie that he yeah. was in, Smellorama. Smell, mm-hmm. Smellorama, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you, you'd get each of the people attending the, the screening would get a card, and at certain points in the movie, a number would pop up, and you'd scratch that number, and it would correspond to whatever they were doing. And, and knowing John Waters, it was, Waters, it was unpleasant. gross yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. imagine. It was like pepperoni pizza didn't really hit the mark. I always liked the fruitier smells. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scratch the sniff. Pickle was also uh, one that didn't hit the mark, but I still liked the smell of it. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have, I have bad memories of the scratchings. Yeah. yeah, like grape and the markers. The markers now, are those really I, Those mm-hmm. were yeah. dangerous because I wanted to eat them. They <laughs> smelled so good, like the green apple and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I like that. Green apple smell. I, I liked green apple gum. That was good, yeah. too. I would just swallow it. I mean, just eat it like candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. All right, anyhow, we have some Bizarre file stories, so we're going to get to them now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Choose a free upgrade when you purchase a new system, plus Horizon will install as soon as tomorrow, or it is free. Visit horizonservices.com. All right. Everybody sent me this story, and justifiably so, because we would have to cover it in the Bizarre File. A former reality star, this is a follow-up, who made $200,000 from farting in jars, has announced her retirement... Oh, no! ...after she was rushed to the hospital for squeezing out one too many. (laughs) So, Steph uh, Maddow recently found herself in the ER with symptoms of a heart attack after experiencing shooting pains in her chest. Concerned doctors performed blood tests and an electrocardiogram, but later told the 90 Day Fiance star that the symptoms were actually caused by excess gas from her frequent diet of beans, eggs, and banana protein shakes. Wow. Now, we've all been in that situation. I know you have had that, Preston. Well, you're sure you're having a heart attack. Yeah. And you just got a gas buildup. It, it happens. Uh, speaking about the moment that she took ill, Steph said, I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. I was I was overdoing it. Uh, she began selling her farts in a jar in November last year after receiving questions on the adult content site Unfiltered. Uh, the unique product saw her rake in uh, the cash at $1,000 per jar. Though Steph offered a 50% discount during the festive period. To veterans. Uh, to keep up with the demand, which saw her squeeze out up to 50 jars worth of farts Oh, my week. God. Yeah, that's that's, that's got to be a, a, a total drag on your body. The self-proclaimed fartrepreneur opted for a fiber-high diet living off of beans and eggs. Uh, she later added protein shakes to the mix after discovering it made the farts smell worse. I never know when to come in on this one. Yeah, you got about another three seconds. Reliving the lead-up to the hospital visit, Steph said, I remember within one day I had about three protein shakes and a huge bowl of black bean soup. That'd blow out your butthole. And I could tell that something was not right that evening when I was lying in bed and I could feel pressure in my stomach moving upward. Is she seeing anybody? I ended up going to the hospital that evening, and I didn't tell my doctors about the farting in the jar, but I did tell them about my diet, and it was made clear that what I was experiencing wasn't a stroke or heart attack, but very intense gas pains. I was advised to change my diet and take a gas suppressant medication, which has effectively ended my business. So there's a picture of her in, I assume, a hospital bed. It looks like it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she doesn't look in a good way. Uh, the During her two-month venture, uh, reality star Steph worked every day to keep up with the demand and says that the key to smellier gas is banana protein shakes. Uh, she had uh, apparently... 
Uh, she said, I couldn't believe the demand for the jars. I think a lot of people have, have this fetish in secret. I began this venture by eating mostly protein muffins, shakes, and also hard-boiled eggs. Since then, I've decided to branch out a little bit and try some new recipes to keep it exciting. I'm looking into piss. Uh, and she had said that, yes... Uh, the banana smoothies made them smell stronger. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I'm, certainly I can see that. And what she was eating was incredibly volatile. But she's done. She yeah. says, I think she'll come back. Well, you know, you retire as the goat. Mm. A New York teacher, listen to this, has been arrested for allegedly injecting a minor with a COVID-19 vaccine without the consent of his parents. No. Uh, Laura Russo was arrested. That's replaced Pete today. On New Year's Eve after police were informed that she had allegedly injected a 17-year-old boy with the vaccine. The 17-year-old boy had visited Russo's home where she administered what was believed to be a COVID vaccine to him. It is unclear how she came to obtain the vaccine. Police said that the boy's mother called the authorities after her son had told her that he had gotten the jab. Oh, I also gave him a tonsillectomy. Uh, Police said Russo is not a medical professional, is not authorized to administer vaccines. Uh, She was placed under arrest for that incident and has been charged with uh, New York State education law unauthorized practice of a profession. Wow. Uh, The district said Russo had been reassigned from the classroom pending the outcome of the investigation of the allegations against her. The school district said the allegations were not Related to the schools she worked at, however, uh, and noted that the incident did not occur on school property. So in her downtime, she's begun farting into jars. Oh, she's so she's, yeah. she's going to need to make ends yeah. meet. Uh, to pick up some extra cash. Listen to this, man. A 28-year-old New York man died Sunday morning after attempting to jump a subway turnstile in Queens. I saw Whoa. the... Did you see the footage? No. Yeah, they have security camera footage. Oh, man. Yeah. Killed him. Yeah, he hit uh, his head, I assume. Yes, yeah. officers responded to a nine one one call, and they discovered the man who was not identified by authorities unresponsive on the concrete floor of the Forest Hill Seventy First Avenue station. Uh, he was declared dead at the scene. Police said surveillance footage showed that when he hopped over the turnstile at the station, the man's foot caught, and he tumbled headfirst onto the floor. Uh, the city's medical examiner will determine the exact cause of death. Uh, strap hangers who jump turnstiles are generally trying to avoid paying the two dollars seventy five cent subway fare. Occasionally, riders will also leap the barrier if the turnstile is stuck or otherwise inoperable. You but, see it all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just ju- In fact, it's almost like an Olympic event. Yeah. All right. One last story. A fire department came to the rescue of a loon on a frozen pond in Maine. Listen to that, Norman. The problem <laughs> for the birds at this time of year is that the ice can leave them without enough open water that they need to take off. And oh, stupid goddamn loons. The, because of the ice, the loon couldn't take flight from Tacoma. I Lake. hope you freeze to death. On, he's, so, he's so mean. Uh, on, no, su- man. on Sunday, it took firefighters about two hours to get the bird, which was about a quarter mile from shore. Kill out. it. <laughs> Use one of your fire axes and cut its goddamn head off all night long. No, man. Uh, Ab- Shut up. Ab- you're next. <laughs> oh, my God. These two need to work their issues out. <laughs> Avian Haven Rehabilitation Center for Wild Birds reached out to the Monmouth Fire Department for help to keep an eye on the iced-in loon. Uh, loons normally depart frozen lakes and spend their winter offshore, but sometimes they wait uh, too late to depart. Uh, milder winters can delay the icing of ponds and lakes sometimes well into January. Iced-in loons are usually... See, iced in loons uh, uh, are usually seen in the first couple of weeks in January. You know, we we tend to forget, and it is a weird thing to 
comprehend this, but you see animals out, obviously, in nature. and yeah. But animals freeze to death every year. There, yeah, there are some yeah. that do. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're better equipped to handle inclement weather. Yeah. But, yeah, at a certain point. There's usually a time where when you see, like, a little baby deer with the spots, if yes. the baby deer has the spots still, after a certain time of the year, you're like, uh, I had heard not going to make it through the winter. It's a, a good chance. Yeah. Yeah, that they're not... Uh, Spots on the deer, not going to be here. <laughs> not going to be here. Uh, that they won't have enough, I guess, you know, fat or yeah. whatever to... And it might be by the way, like, I just made that up. That's not a real saying. It might be spots in the deer after, like, Labor Day or something like spots that. Spots on yeah. the deer it's after not, New Year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fashionable to wear your spots after Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is pretty amazing. We've talked about that before, how when we go through these sub-zero uh, temperatures... How nature is, you know, these these animals are adapted to and they, uh, to live and thrive. It's in astonishing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. What yeah. was crazy? If you guys you guys all watched the March of the Penguins, right? With, yes. Uh, Morgan Freeman was the right narrator. Yes. But like, I mean, they are in just here's a picture of another friggin' penguin. <laughs> I mean, they're just in the harshest of conditions. But you know, the the one penguin had the egg, and the egg sits on its feet. And the egg fell off the, the the feet of the penguin for just a few seconds, and that was it. That was that's, enough? That's all it took for the egg. Wow. The, the insulation of the penguin's feet were keeping that egg alive. Or, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long, long time. That was a good flick. All right, that's all I have in the Bizarre File. That's enough. Uh, let's take a quick break. Come back in a moment. Uh, we got Damian Priest from WWE joining us in a little while. We'll be right back. Stay with us. free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. You guys want to know what's going on in this town? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Time for the city beat. scooby wow wow Yeah. It's time for the city beat. Uh, and I have to uh, say hats off to field reporter Marissa Magnata <laughs> for digging up these stories for me. I do appreciate it. There's some good stuff coming up. She definitely has her finger on the pulse. She's just a city girl. Yeah. Thanks, I guys. keep my finger on her. Yeah. On and her. I can yeah. feel the pulse. So, you know. Boots on the ground for you. Yeah. So we're going to start uh, with this little story. This is interesting. It's from uh, Realtor.com. Philadelphia is the third trendiest affordable metropolitan area in the country. It's kind of been hovering in that pocket for a couple of years now, Mm -hmm. which is very, in light of everything that's gone on, that's very promising. So Realtor.com looked at the nation's 300 largest metros for urban areas that are rich in culture and have a supply of relatively affordable homes compared to high cost high cost cultural centers. We're rich in culture. Uh, <laughs> the Barnes Museum, the Rodan, Preston and Steve show. Uh, to make the Okay. That's homegrown right there, bro. To make the list of 10 cities, metros had to have amenities such as yoga studios, Breweries, art house theaters, farmers markets, and bike shops. Oh, that seems uh, rather arbitrary. These regions attract uh, attracted residents ages 25 to 34 to move into the area between 2018 and 2019, according to the Census Bureau. Okay. So the metros also had median home listing prices of $400,000 or less in November. The median price in Philadelphia uh, was $312,450. By the way, I mean, that's... 
So you compare it to other big cities and other metro areas around, oh, yeah. that is pretty damn good. Agreed. Uh, the affordability that propelled Philadelphia toward the top of the list is only in comparison to other major cities with high cost of living. This is according to a um, real estate agent, a guy named Michael uh, Scapone, who is an agent for Caldwell Banker. Where did you get this story, Marissa? It was in the... Uh, I think uh, Philly Mag did an article okay. on this. Um, and so he had said it's cheaper now to live here than in New York or D.C. or Boston, but how long does that last? He said the way the way it's going, it doesn't seem like it's going to last much longer. Uh, but he encouraged anyone who wants to live in the city to buy now before ha- home prices start to rise further and mortgage rates climb. Uh, he said that he's seen a lot of young professionals moving to Philadelphia who are making decent incomes and can work from home. Transplants usually come from other major cities, mostly New York and Boston, Washington, Chicago. Yes. Interesting, Steve. I, as soon as you mentioned that, I have a friend who uh, lives in Center City. He, he used to commute to Manhattan every day, just on the on the train. Uh, his job actually brought him back down to Philly, but uh, it w- he made Manhattan money. Yeah, living in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, and he just and he was he never even for once considered buying up there just just because of cost. He loves the city. He loves being up in New York, but he was like, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm going to afford it that way. Well, the, the 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 ripple effect that the way it used to exist. Okay, uh, I live I'm, I'm on the Amtrak. Order, I, I can get up to Manhattan. I can do yeah, so yeah. that that gets shifted a little bit, and so oh. I only go in a couple of days now. Now with the exactly. pandemic shifting to a lot of people saying, even past all this and this surge, people are going to a lot of people are still probably going to work from home. I thought when you said ripple effect, I thought you meant that cheap wine. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just I don't want to just get drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that it's cheaper to commute via train to New York City every single day than right. it is to actually live in New Case York City. Yeah. That's why, yeah. well, th- like, a lot of the stuff, when you go to Maniunk, they jammed in all these yeah. everywhere there's available space, these apartments and condos. What, that was the presumption, is that people are just going to use the trains to get up. It's it's You're probably going to be at about the same amount of time, depending on where you're working. Right. You know, or if you can work on the train, long story short, though, to... to have that this lower price, lower home purchasing price or condo yeah. purchasing price or rental here, and then make money like you'd make in in New York, as Nick said. That's a that's a kind of a win. What's crazy though is I know a couple of different people who are looking to sell their condos in Philadelphia, and they're not moving. Yeah. They're not moving at all. And mm. the the one person I was like, well, why don't you just rent it? And he's like. Because I don't want to get stuck with the way the pandemic is going and, like, uh, with... Uh, Do you think that's primarily just a, a city thing? Because on the other side of the coin, you hear... In the people, birds, you can't buy. You put a house up and it's gone. You can't find, right. a, you can't find a house to buy. I mean, the, 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 the flippers and the other people who, you know, like, let's say a house is going for $300,000 in Delco, right? You're going to get into a bidding war. It's going to go for four. Yeah, people right? will, people immediately offer more. Mm-hmm. Then you can sell price. it that day. That day. You, you can get rid of it yeah. the day it goes on the market. Yeah, the market in Center City is very high, and that's the problem. And the need is not there as much. These these houses that he's talking about under $400,000 are on the outskirts. They're in, like, Kensington or parts of South Philly that are up and coming, quote-unquote. ones that are know. being gentrified. Yeah, exactly, that too. Um so any of those like three million dollar homes in Rittenhouse Square just obviously are sitting there for a long, long time, mm. and you can't find contractors to fix things. So if there's any problems with the building or something like that, friends of mine just experienced that. You can't get it fixed to sell it. 
By the way, uh, he points out that uh, the trendy title also comes from uh, the food scene, small businesses, shops and nightlife, walkability, and something for everyone offering. Culture. It's, it's funny. I love <laughs> the idea of walkability, right? So at a certain point, yeah. you know, and it's crazy that in, in this stage of my life that I'm actually sort of thinking about, okay, what do I do when the kids are out? And, you know, my wife and I, when we downsize, we want to go to an area that has walkability. Yeah. The city is not part of that plan at all. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, we like media. We like Narberth, you know, these little areas that okay. um, have like a little town center. Yeah, a little hamlet. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. On little New Macbeth. Year, on yeah. New Year's Day, I walked <laughs> from my house. I walked like halfway up the parade route. I hopped on the subway. I went to Live Casino, watched the game at Live Casino. Then I left Live Casino and walked all the way to Two Street for more Mummer stuff and then walked home. Like, it's just... To me, the city is very walkable. Yeah, it is. It It, it definitely is. So, all right, anyhow, uh, Realtor.com reported that uh, Philadelphia's culture... Oh, sorry. (laughs) History and quaint neighborhoods... Uh, are uh, predictably the report specifically mentions Fishtown and its boutique hotels, restaurants, and galleries, uh, and shops I, as well. So, by the way, real quick, Savannah, Georgia was second. All right, New Orleans ranked uh, oh, third, wow. I believe, mm-hmm. and then it goes New Haven, Connecticut, Sioux City, Iowa, Albany, New York, Kalamazoo, Michigan, 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 <laughs> Michigan. Uh, Eau Claire. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Eau Claire, uh, Wisconsin, Baltimore, and Orlando. Oh, Those are the okay. Uh, the last two times I was in the city, one was uh, we had a dinner for Pierre that was uh, in the Rittenhouse Square area. And then another time I went to Foxy Lady Chef's new restaurant, uh, Juana Tamale. Mm-hmm. And that's in South Philadelphia. Uh Circling the neighborhoods to find parking, <laughs> <laughs> especially in South Philadelphia. <laughs> Case yes. it's, it's ridiculous. When they said I, I would go anywhere for to acknowledge Pierre's deal, but when they said, and I did, I went in dutifully, and then, but. Uh, Listen, when all is said and done, I was able to park for under $40. <laughs> well, listen, in Center City, at least you got garages. If yeah, you need yeah, to bail yeah, out yeah. and find a place. Some, in South Philly, in you South Philly, just can't oh, find a place to yeah, park. The yeah. last two times I've gone into the city, I've taken the train for these very reasons. Yeah. And I went and saw the Spider-Man in the gallery or uh, market. Fashion what's district. that called? Fashion, Fashion district. district. Yeah. yeah, and then for the Pierre thing. Uh, I'd much rather... Uh, take the train, spend fifteen dollars or whatever it is, and walk. Then deal with the parking, deal with the garages, and deal with the driving in and out yeah. of the city. Yeah. yeah, there's a case to be made. Certainly, you did the train for the Pierre thing as well. Yeah, okay, that's smart. I mean, I didn't necessarily have that option for the uh, the South Philly venture that I took. I wanted to pay f- f- forty bucks uh, for parking. Dude. <laughs> Other things going on in the city. We got more on the beat more here, gang. The beat for the city beatster guy. <laughs> Uh, you're going to love this, Steve. Going to love this. Bugs Bunny at the Symphony returns to the Philadelphia Orchestra. Love it. New edition of this critically acclaimed concert. I think I have to go to this. Mm. So I saw it years ago when it was the Carl Stalling project. Okay. So it was, you know, the, the, the original composer of so much of that Bugs Bunny music. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's so good. I had no idea that I was being taught a, in, or given a lesson in classical music right, when I was right. watching that stuff, but I was, and I love it. And by the way, all of the Looney Tunes, like Bugs Bunny uh, cartoons, are on HBO Max right now. That's oh. awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently more than a dozen beloved classic Looney Tunes projected onto the big screen while the Philadelphia Orchestra uh, plays the classical music-infused original scores. Uh, and the new version features iconic favorites, favorites like What's Opera, Doc? Which is, which is, kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit. Yeah, and then you have the Wabbit of Seville. Yes. Uh, uh, Baton Buddy and Corny Concerto. 
Which, so those uh, are new additions to it. Which one is it, Steve, that uh, it is, it's Elmer Fudd. He goes, what white beyond window breaks? Is that? I don't know. I don't think that's the same that, that's, one. No, it's not the same one. That's out of Romeo and Juliet. But you, the, yeah, the, okay. the, the, what's opera doc is Spear and Magic Hell. Spear and Magic And then and Bugs Bunny looks at the camera and goes, Spear and Magic Hell. Yeah. And then he starts to destroy the <laughs> yeah. whole world yeah. with it. Uh, so. Oh, he goes, Lightning. Thunder, smog. <laughs> where are the uh, where are these screenings going to be? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I did oh. not. I assumed at the Kimmel Center. I believe so. Okay. Nice. So the recent additions include six newly produced Warner Brothers animated shorts. So there's going to be some new stuff thrown into this as well. Uh, the concert is conducted by George Daughtry and is created by uh, George Daughtry and David Ka Lik Wong as well. So. I would love to see this in person because it is so impressive when, when you when you watch the, the the Warner Brothers cartoons and when there's a piece of music that's that's just accentuating yeah. the actions that are going on, like little punches to uh, throwing something across the room and it hitting yeah, yeah, the yeah. wall. How a conductor can like there's no tempo to that. Like no. I don't know how the musicians play that. I don't stings know like how they do it. Orchestral stings that yeah. are like, or or they go in yeah. uh, with, with 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 changing tempos. It might be bum 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 You know something like that oh, because you're speeding up. Well, the gag they always used to do, Preston, which is up up and down the stairs. Dun 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 dun. Yep. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, the classic piano, um, exploding piano thing. You would hope that they would do that. Oh, it'd be so good. this as well. Yeah. We've played that, I don't know how many times on here, but that gag never gets old <laughs> to me at all. So, uh, the Philadelphia Orchestra, and it is, I, you know what, I it's, don't have the dates oh, on it. It's this weekend, Preston. Oh, oh great. Yeah. We'll miss it. So Just this weekend? It's Friday. There's an 8 o'clock show. Saturday and Sunday, there's 2 p.m. shows, and it is at Verizon Hall, the Kimmel Center. I can't go. I got friends coming in from out of town. Bring them. We, yeah. we have other plans. Way to rip our plans. hearts out, Marissa. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. Bummer. Okay. Yeah. But anyhow, that's coming to town. Part of the city beat. All right. Uh-huh. Something else coming. Oh, oh there it <laughs> Another uh, thing for you to take in that uh, will be in our fine city will be uh, Michelangelo's paintings on the Vatican Sistine Chapel ceiling. Not the real ones, but they are doing reproductions of the iconic... What the hell happened to the ceiling? The iconic frescoes at Fashion District, uh, Philadelphia, which we just mentioned. There's There's right near that's his pretzels. Yeah, so... Uh, Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel, the exhibition, will be running from the 21st to February 20th at the Center City Shopping Mall. You know, in the original artwork on the Sistine Chapel, the God was holding out a Wetzel's pretzel. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> uh, so the exhibit will include more than 30 recreations of Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel paintings, including pieces such as The Creation of Adam and The Last Judgment. Uh, so, to give a little background, 1508 to 1512, that's when Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel ceiling with depictions of scenes from the Old and New Testaments. And then he returned in 1836 to complete a five-year redesign of the chapel's altar wall. It's highly dramatized, but have you ever seen the movie The Agony and the Ecstasy about... Oh. 
Michelangelo and the Pope and and dealing with the Sistine Chapel and uh-huh. and the what they had to build for him to paint it. Okay. You know, it's pretty wild. Uh, in order, like like the scaffolding yeah. for him to get yeah. up there. Yeah, I would imagine it was quite extensive. And it, he had had to, he, he had a uh, local paint company. Oh, okay, good. So, He'd show up at the Lowe's early. So uh, the frescoes have been replicated using special printing technique that copies the original paintings and produces licensed high definition photos. Does that do anything for you? Um, replicas. Ye- I, I'm, listen, I'll never get over there. Uh, so to see something that's fairly close to that might be kind of cool, you know? Uh, but no, like when we went to the Banksy exhibit and we saw replicas, I'm like, I want to see the actual. Yeah. I want to see the thing. Um, so anyhow, but uh, the life-size re- replicas will stretch from floor to ceiling, offering guests a different vantage point of the paintings. There's an audio guide if you want to get that as well. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, it's Tony like, Dance is doing the audio guide, by the way. It's like, oh, he is? And Danny painted his ceiling. Uh, it takes, if you do the audio, it's 60 to 90 minutes, but only 30 to 45 minutes to visit without uh, the narrative along. So, uh, Michelangelo was a good artist. And then the Pope <laughs> said, could you do something with that? I don't know, something that looks like God. And he said, yeah, I could do that. How much paint you got? <laughs> and thus... The audio version of from Tony Danza. I find that it's true, though. When you do take the guided tour, it will take a lot longer. Uh, yeah, most yeah. definitely. And then, but you also get the informational stuff. But you can skip ahead sometimes yeah. if, if it's a digital right. uh, thing they give you. And, and, if you uh, want to jump ahead, press the L button. I've done that. We did that at um, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary. This is where the, uh, uh, Steve Buscemi does that. Steve Buscemi, oh, yeah, narrated. Okay. Yep, exactly. All right. <laughs> I don't do a Buscemi. All right. Uh, other city beat stories. Uh, this is pretty cool. A film based on boys to men's disog- discography is reportedly in the works from Amazon Studios and Malcolm D. Lee's Blackmailed Productions. Huh. Uh, the movie musical will tell a coming-of-age story about four men who reunite to their West Philadelphia school for a reunion following graduation and showcase how they've changed in the 20 years since they last saw one another. Uh, the musical, which will feature songs from the R&B trio's 80s and 90s catalog, is not a biopic, according to The Hollywood Reporter, who was first to report on this project. There is limited information on how the Boys to Men catalog will be used, but the film is influenced and inspired by the group and their discography. All right, so, so it's the, not really going to be their story. It's a step-off point. Yeah. Inf- influenced, as they say. I guess, but but they're going to use their music in it, which That's is kind of pretty weird. Interesting. I like that, though. Uh, according to the synopsis, the four men return after going the separate ways, eventually finding hope, redemption, and a new understanding of the enduring power of friendship. Did you like that movie, Across the Universe? I uh, did. Okay. I did. We talked about that, the, the Beatles movie. I, I thought, listen, is it... Is it a masterpiece? No. But to see the songs realized, the Beatles songs realized that way uh, by that particular director, she's, you know, pretty phenomenal. I thought it was good. Yeah, that, the music is pretty great. Yeah. I wanted to ask about Boys to Men. Um, they were on uh, the live uh, version of uh, fa- uh, Different Strokes that um, Jimmy Kimmel and Norman Lear yes, did last were. month. And, yeah. But there were only two of the boys in oh, Boys to Men. it was three. Yes. And so I didn't know why they only had two. And they came well. out and they, they sang the theme to Different Strokes. They, they sang it really well. It sounded fantastic. 
but I don't know where the third boy of boys to men uh, is. That's a good question because initially there were four. There were four, and then one stepped away. I think he had back issues because when the we bass, had them, the guy with the bass voice. I think mm-hmm. so. I don't really feel like, yeah, steaks yeah. you could eat. Yeah, when we had um, when we had them in studio. Yeah, uh, he had already stepped away from the band at that point. Okay, they were also there was a thing called a boy band Christmas. Um, and uh, I, I think ABC had it. They had, they had them. They had um, LFO, I guess it was, and some of the Backstreet Boys, and okay. some of In uh, Sync, like Joey Fatone. Okay. And so there was a big celebration of boy bands. They are wearing velour tracksuits, and I applaud, <laughs> applaud them for that. Marissa, right, so jump in. Uh, You've been trying to say something I, like for ten minutes. I, but you guys have all this boys to men news. I couldn't yeah. jump in. Um, I will say, Nick, that they do tours the three of them. So I'm oh, guessing right. that one of them just wasn't available gotcha. to help out, or maybe they couldn't write a okay, mix for so three of them. Okay, so they still tour. I watched this Netflix thing about um, boy bands, and boys to men kicked it off, and they pretty much were saying how like boys to men was one of the quintessential or one of the most successful boy bands ever. Okay. Like, more successful than the ones in the 80s, and if you compare them to the ones in the 2000s, that they were even more successful. And they said one of the things that they would always get caught on is they would do radio stations or appearances, and everyone would say, like, hey, can you guys just, like, do a quick jingle for us and, like, say our names or something like that? And they were like, that actually takes us hours to plan that out. We can't just do it on the fly. Right. I also don't consider them to be a boy band. Uh, They weren't manufactured Uh, the way the boy bands were. Right, like like um, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Oh, Tiny, yeah, all those guys were put together, you know, by uh, a studio and a producer and stuff. And these guys found each other in high school. Right. Good point. And besides, their their name is Boys to Men. That's yeah, right. went from boys to, to men. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, they were awesome when they uh, when they came by here. They were so great. We had them. It was when we were in the old studio in the in the Pierre Robert studio. And yeah. I wanted to sing for them so bad, but I had a cold at the time. Because I love those guys. You would have yeah. sung for them? I did. I, I sang, but my I, I had a head cold, so I couldn't... What did you sing? Um, Please Don't Go. It's from, I think, their debut album. Coolie High Harmony? Coolie High Harmony. Which, Which by the way... Do you love it for us? Um, yeah. I could Acapella? Go. Yeah, I could go. <clears throat> Gotta take his gum out. Yeah. All right. Um, like all the boy I bands, I take my headphones off. By the yeah. way, uh, last year marked the 30th anniversary of Coolie High Harmony. Uh, which peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1991. Okay. You want an intro? Slowly. Now I'm a little bit off. <laughs> Slowly. My eyes begin to see that I need you near and away from me at all times. Wow. Yeah. My feelings <laughs> are so. Oh, you're still going. Okay. <laughs> They're really- Let's give them something to talk oh, about. They are so good in concert. Hang on a second. So good in concert. Shooby-dooby-doo-bop. Shooby-dooby-doo-bop. Yeah, magic. Okay. That's Casey's favorite part. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Other stuff. I want to get to this if we have time. We got a, a, a robust city beat. City beat. Um, so if you've got a Christmas tree and you haven't gotten rid of it yet, for the fourth year running, the Philly Goat Project is hosting a series of tree cycle events where you can bring your tree decorations removed to the nonprofit farm in Germantown and it'll become food for the animals or turn into wood chips to be used on trails and gardens around Philadelphia. Like Branchy. Just like Branchy. <laughs> 
Uh, Douglas firs are apparently a goat favorite, but they'll eat any kind of evergreen, devouring the whole thing that. in about 20 minutes. Didn't know that goats are fav- favorite or fancied uh, Christmas trees. Didn't know that either. Years ago, Preston, you lamented about throwing away a wood stirrer, right? You were, we had gone to a Wawa or something like that, and, and you felt bad for throwing that stirrer away. You felt, and I, Every time I see a Christmas tree being taken to the curb, yeah. I feel bad for that tree. And, mm. and like, there's something about it where I'm like, that. That poor tree mm. has lived its life, and now it's just going to be tossed away. It was loved by a family. It was the center yes. of warmth and, and love in a home, and now it's been cast asunder. Yeah, well, and now it, you can have it eaten by a goat and crap yeah. I would like to have that happen. I would actually have some a little more purpose to yes. it. So Did not die in vain. The event is being held on two Saturdays from noon to 3 p.m., January 8th and January 22nd. Uh, and you don't need reservations this year. There are three ways to participate. Uh, there's curbside drop-off at uh, 6336 Ardley Street. Uh, you can take a goat safari Ooh. and drive through the farm to drop it off. Goat uh, and there's a you can park on Washington Lane and bring your tree in yourself. Um, there is a suggested $20 donation for the services of recycling your Christmas decor, which can be paid in cash, Venmo, cash app, PayPal, or check, and it is tax deductible. The farm also has a fire pit, hot cocoa for sale, and a petting area, too. So, a goat safari and a goat petting area. You can get I would, the kids by. I think it would be fun to own a goat. To feed a tree to a goat? No, no, to actually just own one. Like to have Goats enough, are cool. Uh, enough property to, in fact, I think Chuck wants a goat. He, actually, he has some property. He does. He has a really big yard. and A big um, goat yard? Well, uh, big enough that it could help mow the lawn. I don't know how many goats you would need in order to keep a nice, well-kept lawn. They don't have opposable thumbs, though. They, they can't no, use the... No, they use their mouth. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, they eat the grass. Uh, so you can go to phillygoatproject.org. Sounds cool. If yeah. you need the information. One more City Beat story. <clears throat> and we're going to go with this. Uh, Michael Rubin. Uh, one of the Sixers owners, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, his e-commerce company, Fanatics, has just acquired Topps Trading Cards. Wow. Yeah. I use Fanatics all the time, believe it or not. I get uh, a lot of stuff through those guys. What do, they, what do they have? Like jerseys and stuff. Like my son is a big football fan, so every year he gets like, a, you know, he has a new favorite player that he wants a jersey, and, and, and I'll get like hats and stuff from them as well. Industry sources put the deal at roughly... A half billion dollars, $500 million. So I, I've been trying for years to get Michael Rubin to come to uh, Camp Out for Hunger. He works across the street when he's at Sixers games. He's a really charitable person. And uh, what I've been told by people who know Michael is that um, you can't uh, go through people to get to Michael. You have to go to him directly. And so right now I'm saying this on the air. Michael Rubin, you should come to Camp Out for Hunger 2022. We would love to have you. Uh, I agree with Casey Fanatics. This is an awesome company. It's really cool that they acquired Tops because that's a great company. I'm glad to see it continue. Uh, they were outside of Scranton forever, and there was there was chances that uh, Tops was going to close. Well, by the way, this says uh, this includes only Tops name and sports and entertainment division, not the company's candy and gift cards line. So I'm, I guess they do gift cards. I didn't know that. Or do they mean the, the actual Tops collector it cards? Says, it says gift cards because huh. it said it, it bought uh, Tops trading cards. Oh, okay. all right. Uh, so it's trading cards and gift cards. Yeah, two different, different kinds. Uh, Fanatics trading card entity is valued at uh, $10 billion. Isn't it wild that that's still a popular thing? Yeah. It's like a billion. 
uh, after a $350 million round of fundraising last September. Wow. Uh, Ruben called Topps an iconic brand in a statement announcing the move. He said, with trading cards and collectibles being a significant pillar of our long-term plans to become the leading digital sports platform, we're excited to add a leading trading cards company to build out our I'm business. to announce the... Uh... Debut of Over the Top and Cobra Trading Cards. <laughs> Over the Top. Our wrestling movie. It's an amazing movie. You would think there's no way that's exciting. You would be right. I have Rocky <laughs> Four trading cards, and I believe they were from Tops. Oh, yeah. Wow. The Tops company. Uh, yeah. By the way, former Disney chairman Michael oh. Eisner owned Tops, which operated under a private investment firm called uh, Tornante. Uh, Eisner called the Topps brand a jewel in the Fanatics portfolio, adding that Ruben is the perfect entrepreneur to move the sports division forward. So with the tra- the, the trading industry, and uh, we're looking at something right here that uh, Connor called up, uh, the Rocky Four. It is Topps. <laughs> it, it is, is Topps. Yeah, yeah, my dad funny. used to sell 275 insurance. 275 bucks, Nick. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, he used to sell, my dad used to sell insurance to Topps, so we would get the complete baseball card set every year. I, I had them for a long time, and then my mom tossed them. Thanks, Mom. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, yeah, they... Can you do that? Can you just buy the flat-out, here's everything set? You would yes. get, yeah, yeah. All the rookies, everything? One, one through 714 every year or whatever Any it idea was. how much something like that would cost? Well, the, the basic set actually didn't cost that much. It was a more economic way because you would just buy the entire set and you had no idea if there were going to be um standout cards that year right. so um but yeah we would get them every year uh, me and my brothers we were really lucky and uh, yeah they're based in durie uh pennsylvania just outside of uh, scranton and people have been working in the tops factory their entire careers for a long right. long uh, period of time so uh, but the, the tops yeah. candy is like um bazooka joe yeah so tornante will retain tops gift cards and candy lines including uh bazooka bubble gum yeah yeah and what was the other one ring pops and like push pops yeah those are all made so they have the candy line too. So he didn't get that. Ruben didn't get that. That uh, that continues right. on. With I think the, what they got was pretty impressive. Eisner's company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn straight. So, uh, all right. Anyhow, stories from the streets of Philadelphia. Time for the city beat to end. You've just been informed. Hope Those you. were all good. Yeah. Thank you, Marissa Magnata, or yeah. like I said, our Hope field up. reporter who. Uh, Got all those stories together. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment because we have a guest who's going to be in town on Monday night for Monday Night Raw at the Wells Fargo Center. Damian Priest will be up next. Stay with us. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. So Monday Night Raw, it doesn't seem like this, but... Hasn't been in Philly for three years. Whoa. Oh, my God. I know, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it was like an every year stop for sure. Perennial. Uh, Philadelphia loves, uh, you know, the uh, the whole Raw event and yeah. all the wrestling. So, obviously, there's a lot of excitement uh, yeah. around uh, this Monday night's event, which is really cool. And we are excited to have our next guest on the line. I, mean, I was excited to play this music. I think it sounds really cool. Uh, he will be in attendance for the event on Monday night. He is the Archer of Infamy. Please welcome Damien Priest to yeah. our show this morning. What's, What's up, up, everybody? How you doing, Damien? <laughs> What's going on, man? Where Now, where are you today, man? You guys travel all so, over the world. Today, let me think. Uh, I'm in Florida today. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> in Florida today. Uh, yeah, so uh, Monday Night Raw, coming back to Philly. Uh, this is a this is a great wrestling town, man. People, you, you can feel the excitement. I've gone to a few Monday Night Raw events, and I'm telling you, it's a spectacle. I'm losing your audio. Uh-oh. Uh, 
Can, can you hear me uh, now, sir? Ooh, I can't hear you now. Uh, uh, damn it. We might have to switch to the phone. We'll tweak around with some uh, wires and juggle some things here and see if he can hear. Yeah, I can barely hear you guys. Barely. All right. We'll, 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 let me do this. Hold on a second. We're going to reset. There we go. Is that better? better? All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Like that. All right. So anyhow, man, I was saying you can, you know, Philly's a a, a great wrestling town. Uh, there's a, the, the fans go crazy. It always sells out. It's always, you know, to the rafters full. But you you can feel it. Have you, you've wrestled here in Philly before, have you not? Yes. I mean, I used to live, I mean, 10 minutes from that arena. Um, you know, I trained at the Monster Factory, which is right there in Paulsboro, New Jersey, which is right across the bridge. <laughs> So yeah, I, I was I spent a lot of time in that area. So um, I love me some Philly. The crowds there. This is Philadelphia is definitely one of the best crowds that we've that we always get the chance to perform in front of. So for us, we're always extra hyped up and excited to perform in front of those crowds. So Philly, we got a lot of love from Philly. So you, you talk about the um, uh, the uh, Paulsboro uh, the the Monster Factory, and there and I was talking to Preston. You know, uh, talking about you coming on. The amount of of like um, smaller divisions and and if you're a wrestler working your way up through the different divisions and uh, you know there's there's like there's a, a, a Japanese um, what was it the, the one that you, uh, you you wrestled for NXT all these different there's just a ton of things to work your way through is that still the case right now because it seemed for the longest time that there you, you'd call up any wrestler and they had about thirty or forty credits of all of these in their background that they sort of work this circuit to get to the WWE. Is that your story as well? Yeah. I mean, it, it took, I was an overnight 15 year success, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wrestled, we call them uh, the Indies, independent wrestling. That's so, it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're wrestling all these, like you said, all these small markets and little territories and basically, you know, to little to no money, just trying to get experience, try to get your name out there. And they're all over. They, they're still around. You know, obviously, you know, with the pandemic and everything, a, a lot of a lot of them shut down and they're not as up and running as they were, but they're still out there. Okay. And that, yeah, very much a thing. And I came from that. And, you know, like you could look back and if I could change things and maybe make it earlier. But nah, man, I, the stories I have and the, the, the friendships I've made and experiences and all the knowledge that I think that's it is what got me here so uh yeah it's it's for me I, I love that I took that path and journey um and especially in the northeast you know from New York New Jersey Philadelphia area um it's it is still to this day the number one wrestling area uh in in, in this country that's so great. for me to be a part of that scene um it's awesome Damien what was it like what, what did your family think when when you said you wanted to to get into wrestling uh, <laughs> yeah, not big fans. <laughs> well, you, your dad is a is a martial artist, is he not? Yes. Yeah, so for him, he was like, ah, man. <laughs> and UFC at the time wasn't a thing, though. So right. UFC was like in its infancy. They were just starting off. So, you know, I used to fight first. And then, you know, when we stopped and then I chose to do, you know, professional wrestling, he was kind of like, oh, okay, I'll support <laughs> you. But he didn't really want me to do it. You know, same thing with my mom and everybody. Everybody was... They would support me, but they didn't really want to, you know, well, because you had... they wanted me to do something else. They'd rather I become a cop or a lawyer or a doctor, you know, like any other parents. You know, they want that type of life for their kids. Uh, I just, you know, I needed, I, I always loved the aspect of entertainment and then a little bit of violence. So this is perfect for me. <laughs> well, you had, you had, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you had two national championships that, that you won in, uh, and what is it? It's Japanese karate. Is that what you're... 
Yes, okay. no Giroud cut out there. Okay, uh, and, and so so I can see where they're thinking that's more a, a pure thing. But honestly, if you look at if you're obviously charismatic and you and you, you the fans love you, uh, you know, it's hard to look at the success of other people. Uh, you know, who've come from the world of wrestling and in films and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, now I assume that they see your trajectory and your choice was the right way to go, correct? Or are they still giving you crap for it? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Now, now, you know, like, they're cool. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, look, I, I'm sorry. Like, you you proved us wrong. You All know, right. like, you, you lived your dream, you know. And, and that was the thing for me, you know, when I made that switch. Because for years I wanted to make it, you know, but I just didn't know what I needed to do. I just kind of, like, just went through the motions of what I thought I should do or right. what I, everybody else thought instead of just working my hardest for my own dream. Well, um, and until I committed to that and, you know, cause nobody's going to work for ourselves. You know, we got to do that. And uh, once I committed to that, everything just started to fall in place. And here I am today. So every, so they recognize that and, and it's pretty cool. Now they're all obviously super proud and, you know, can you talk to this person? Can you give me a call? Can we FaceTime so we can talk to uh, right. somebody? <laughs> Damien, when when this wrestling thing eventually goes into your past, I think you've got a career as a movie voiceover guy, yeah. the movie trailer guy. The pipes on you, as we say in the business, man. man. I'll be honest. I, I would love to do like uh, like animated characters, especially like superhero stuff. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so, listen, you were you were obviously you were, you weren't uh, born Damian Priest. Damian Priest is a character that you became. But I have a question about your tattoos because are the tattoos? Do the tattoos belong to Damian Priest or do they belong to Luis Martinez? Hmm. Uh, I think it's a combination, um, and I say that because when we created Damian Priest. Um, and I remember it was with Triple H and we were talking about how the presentation was going to be. And it was basically, and he was very adamant. He goes, but I want you. Yeah. He goes, I want this guy. The name is cool. It represents rock star and, and all this. He goes, but the guy I want to see on TV is the guy that I'm talking to. You know, okay. this guy, the cool guy, like the guy that, that likes doing stuff and, and just has this way about him that, you know, that just... That were, you know, he was like, I like you. He was so. I, I this is what I want people to see. So I was like, okay. And it took me a while to know how to be myself on TV because it's weird. Like I am me. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. It, but it, but then you have this idea of what you think you are. So then you try to be that, which is it, man, it's mind boggling. But um, so the tattoos are very much me. Um, but I am both. I am Damien Priest. Like uh, while I am Luis, obviously that's my real name, but. I, to this day, like, I really believe, like, Damien Priest, like, what you see on TV is very close to me. The way I, I walk, the way I smile, the way, you know, just the way I act, the way I love what I do, it, it, that's real. So, um, it, the tattoos are a combination because they, they're meant for both of us. Uh, Damien, I want to ask you, you got a few different connections into the musical world, and uh, you ended up, uh, you're, you are buddies with Bad Bunny, and uh, you guys uh, worked together at WrestleMania this year. How did that happen? If, if people don't know, Bad Bunny's a Puerto Rican artist, singer, rapper, um, and so I, I think you guys have been friends for a while, but then to end up wrestling together, that, I don't know, it seemed kind of shocking. So it's funny, because obviously I'm, you know, a big rock, heavy metal guy, so <laughs> when this got presented... <laughs> And I'll tell you this one because this is a funny story. Uh, Triple H comes up to me and, and you know, he's like, hey, so, you know, you're going to debut on Mon at the Royal Rumble and then, you know, you're going to stay on Monday Night Raw. This is when I was moving from NXT to, to Raw. Uh, you know, you're going to, you know, you're getting called up. So he goes, and they're going to pair you with Bad Bunny. I mean, teaming with Bad Bunny. 
And in my head, I looked at him and I was confused. And I said, how could you name a wrestler Bad Bunny when there's an artist? <laughs> he can't do that. And he just looked at me like I was so stupid. <laughs> and he was like, that is the Bad Bunny. And I was like, oh. I was like, I mean, that's cool. I mean, he's a huge worldwide Latin artist. I mean, he's the biggest Latin artist, like, at the moment. So, uh, I mean, break, uh, breaking records with, you know, just, just awards that he's won and everything. So... Uh, and then we we met literally that same day he told me this is before the Royal Rumble. This is in January last year, and just like instantly we became friends. We started talking. We 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 were raised in the same town in Puerto Rico. I have a family member that used to be his brother's elementary school teacher. Like it, we had so much in common, and then we just started talking. We became cool, and then uh, you know our first deal in front of everybody was at the Royal Rumble when he came out and jumped on Miz and Morrison, and and I, you know <laughs> then we hugged and whatnot, and then from there on we were together every day on TV. Uh, it was a trip because obviously you know celebrities in wrestling are usually they're there to promote something and then they leave right away. They don't really care. Uh, but he was a huge fan, so he literally moved to Florida to for for months to train at the performance center just to make sure that he didn't look stupid. Like he took this really serious. He trained and he was at five days a week. He was at, at, in rings and took his licks and took his bumps and, you know, and uh, he made something special out of a moment that, that he could have just taken it lightly and he did it. And uh, I love that we got the team at WrestleMania, huge moment. And uh, yeah, yeah was, and then we've remained friends ever since. That's cool. It got, it got great uh, coverage. I remember it's kind of people like, holy crap, the guy, the guy really, He's really doing it, you know, like he wasn't phoning it in, which is very cool. Uh, I wanted to yeah. ask you with obviously, you know, working the circuit and working your way up and, and doing all that. Here you are, WWE, you're, you know, you've got all of this going on, but you've been very candid about it in your past. You know, you, you were living on the streets for a little bit. You you know, you, you that, that sort of climb up where you have to. And I think we all hit that point. And I, I know clearly in my life where I had that. All right. I've got it. I've got to be a torpedo. I've got to go all in. And and your trajectory was kind of, you had an epiphany moment, right? You were working as a, as a bouncer. Was that it? Yeah, I worked clubs, bars, you know, whether I was managing or I, I would get, you know, serving gigs, uh, whatever I could just to, you know, support this living that I wanted of wrestling. Literally, I was working to support that because there wasn't much more left after that. I, I would spend more money to wrestle than I made. Yeah. And uh, even when I lived in, you know, in the Jersey area that like in, in that area by, by you guys, um, I remember with my, I lived with my girlfriend at the time and, and we, we struggled. Like, you know, she had a job, but she had kids and we literally would do our food shopping at Dollar Tree, you know, and, and she was very supportive up until, you know, like finally, like I said, it was when I decided to give it my all, then little by little, things started falling into place. Oh, you're getting a better opportunities. You're going to get paid this much. And I was like, oh, wow. And yeah. then this opportunity. And oh, wow. And then you just keep on. And, and then this this ball just kept on rolling. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep going with it, you know, and uh, little by little. And even WWE at the time, it's funny because in 2015, I had a tryout. And, uh, you know, they told me just, there's nothing for you here right now. Mm. And I was, I was disappointed, but I was like, okay, you know, I'll just keep doing my thing. And I started working for another company. And then I tried again, uh, a few years later and just contacted them. Hey, anything? No, nothing for you. The next year, Hey, nothing for you. So I was like, God, ah, well, I guess WWE is not going to be a thing for me. And I you know I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I changed my life. I'm a positive person now and just going to continue working hard at what I do. And I, as long as I'm happy, I'm good. 
Hey, and then they called me. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I'm curious when you, when you are working your way up through, like you said in the Indies, um, did you, did you ever see anybody who was like? Just had no business attempting to be a professional wrestler. I mean, yeah, just about every day. Really. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm imagining like a real puny, skinny guy's like, dude, what are you doing, man? I mean, no, the best, uh, yeah, they're usually not in shape, but then the best is like, there's not an ounce of athleticism right. in their body. Like, they've never even watched a sport. <laughs> <that way. laughs> they don't know how to run. Like, they, they struggle to just run, like, to put one yeah. foot in front of the other. It just looks awkward. And then it's like, hey, uh, you know, what do you want to do in this business? They're like, I just want to take it as far as I can. It's kind of like, I think you already have. <laughs> yeah. you, you're there. I've got good news. You're there. But, you know, listen, I don't tell people not to... <laughs> Look, I'm the example. I don't want to tell people not to chase, chase their dreams, but, you know, I'm also a realist. So yeah, like, um, sometimes you got to break it to them, man. Hey, listen, for every Undertaker, there's a pallbearer, you know what I mean? So <laughs> maybe, you know, Undertaker's not, hey, you know, part of Some your... of the smaller guys, like, yeah. you remember Mysterio, dude? Yeah. I'm watching that guy. I was like, whoa, yeah. man. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely right. Rick, Mysterio's still going strong. He'll be there this Monday as, okay. as well. And uh, he could still do things that I can only dream of right uh, he's incredible so yes the size doesn't matter it's everything else that comes with it and uh yeah there's just you know people are born to do things or not do things <laughs> and it's it's there's a part of me that it always gets entertained watching the people who are not born for it try <laughs> yeah, yeah who's who's maybe the best you've ever seen at the at the spiel at the pose at the at the getting on the mic and 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 poking and 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 all that who do you think uh, is the goat in that regard oh on the mic the rock uh hands down oh, I mean, okay like to me watching the rock um I mean, there was never a time that you weren't entertained. Like, he came out, you're glued to that TV. Like, people who don't watch wrestling, like, I remember my family would, the music would hit if you smell. My dad could kind of walk over because he wants to see what he's going to say because he always makes them laugh. Yeah. You know, like, that to me is, man, he's the, he's the bar, like, okay. when it comes to handling the mic. I mean, he's, he's I think, still the, the most, the highest-earning star in Hollywood. Did you watch any of his, uh, the sitcom that was based on his life a little bit? It was on NBC. Um, and it, it was a great peek-in because they had these actors playing these iconic wrestlers of when his father was at the height of his game. I Yes, I love that. that. That was my probably my favorite part of the show was getting, like, that sneak peek into, like, that era and seeing, like, you know, I know there were actors playing the characters, but in the moment, I'm invested, like, it's them. And um, that, that was fantastic. They're very cool. I'm a, I'm a huge rock fan. Like, uh, just came from nothing, you know. Obviously, he's built up uh, an empire that's, uh, I don't see how anybody could even come close to matching it, but he's, he, that guy's an inspiration. Like, I... I kind of model a lot of things I do sometimes after that, like just keep working hard, you know, just put your head down and just move forward and one foot in front of the other. Just keep working hard. I would be the hardest worker in the room and that mentality. Um, and man, that guy's achieved so much that it's like, yeah, I think you won, man. You won it like, you know, what? all of you guys, when, and we, we've talked about this time and time again, when we've had any of the wrestlers, anybody associated with the WWE come in, First off, super fan friendly, which we really love. That's a that's a that's a key thing. And then be you know charismatic, smart, always uh, conversive, all of that. And so you can see why Hollywood eventually you know has uh, is is embracing uh, these your uh, people in your profession. I wanted to ask you. So you're you're six five. 
Six five. Right. So, so uh, you're a big guy. Uh, you're on the the larger size of the wrestlers currently wrestling today. But there was a time. Were you, like, really overweight at one time? I find that very hard to believe when I see what I'm seeing right now. But was that the case? I lost about, I don't know, like 160 pounds. Oh, damn. Yeah, this is, again, part of me just kind of coasting and just not caring and just thinking everything was going to get handed to me. And then it wasn't until I just took everything seriously and, you know, had to lose all this weight and get in shape. And I was like, oh, wow, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, speaking of, uh, of The Rock, that uh, what movie is that with him and Kevin Hart? When he goes, oh, oh man, how did you uh, how did you get to you know, in such great shape? Oh, it's you know, real simple. I just, you know, worked out for six days uh, or six hours a day for 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah, with unicorn yes. yes. It's, that's a good one. That's a funny one. Uh, yeah, basically that. It's like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, stopped eating. Almonds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, Damien, uh, what's what's on the schedule for uh, this coming Monday in Philly? Any, any matches you want to highlight? Light or, or what's your what, what are you going to be doing? You know, I mean, obviously Brock Lesnar is a part of Monday Night Raw now, being the WWE champion. So, so you know, he's going to be in there, and, and you know, that he's a wild card. That guy, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> he's he's so, he's wild to watch. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's he, for me. I mean, it's wild to just see him walking in the in the you know the locker room area, just the hallways. It's just he's a hell of a presence. Um, nice. You know, and obviously the rest of you know. You got RK Bro, Randy Orton, and, and, and Riddle, and, and just all the stars that, that are on there. Obviously, I'm going to be there with my United States Championship. Um, I, I like to do these open challenges from time to time and just give an opportunity to whoever wants it. You know, whoever wants to come get it, you know, <laughs> here it is. Here's your shot. You know, so there's always a chance of one of those. But, you know, this is the second Raw of the year. We're, we're, we're coming in hot, and it's, and it's Philly. Um, everybody's going to be amped up. So, like, the fans, like, expect what you what we, you should, like, expect. You know, us giving you the best show that we can. And and you do. I've seen it. In oh, person. I have it's, as well. It's amazing, and, man. And, Preston, when you see the people who are reticent or are like, I don't know, and then they go and they, it's like, holy hell! There's never a moment where things don't stop. Right. It, it is constant. Even when there's not a match going on, there is something happening that keeps you engaged throughout the whole night. It's hard to find time to go to the bathroom yeah. or something like that. <laughs> I can't do nothing, yeah. man. It's awesome. Yeah. No, you're, you're correct. It, it's it's a difference. Like, watching it on TV is one thing, but live event, like, being there live, and, and I say this for a lot of things, you know, but especially in our business and the WWE, you know, events, um, like, it's just so interactive with the fans, too. Like, in between, like you said, in between, like, even during commercial breaks, like, mm-hmm. for the fans in attendance, there's always something going on for them. Yeah, and it's watch out for the experience. it's pretty cool. And watch out for the explosions. They scare the living <laughs> hell out of you. There's always some kind of explosions. Wow. All right, Damien, thanks for checking in, man. Enjoy Monday night in Philly. We appreciate it, bud. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, Damien Priest. Yeah. Great, right? Archer yeah. of Infamy. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They, they, they put on a show. That's it's what they do. It's sports entertainment, and they know what they're doing. You know what? We got some tickets that we can get. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. So uh, I tell you what, we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you a pair of tickets, 215-263-WMMR. And yeah, Brock Lesnar is going to be there live. Uh, tickets on sale now at uh, Wells Fargo Center. 
uh, Philly.com, by the way. Uh, what you looking for? Well, also, if, you don't, if you're not able to get through now, uh, we do have a secret yes. text word today. Yeah, so we're going to be giving those away as well. Did I tell you that the, <laughs> the one, one time I took my, uh, my nephews to see Raw, and uh, this is up in New York, and uh, I was we, through the radio station I was working at at the time. I got seats right down, right by the ring. Ooh. And it was, I made, it was their birthday, their twins. They were having a phenomenal time. I got up to go to the bathroom. And when I came back, I was walking through a brawl. No, occurring no. Through, <laughs> walking through a brawl. A the Undertaker, a oh, yeah. Oh, that's All great. around me. I'm like, I just want to... <laughs> That's the best. It was hilarious. <laughs> we we had really good seats one year and, and went back later and we DVR'd it and watched ourselves uh, <laughs> yeah. on, the, on TV. It was really cool. It's going to be a really busy weekend in South Philly because Sixers play at the Wells Fargo Center on Friday night. The Wings play Saturday afternoon. Wings play, I think, at noon. Flyers play Saturday night. Eagles play Saturday yeah. night in South Philly. And then uh, WWE on Monday night. Wow. Yeah. Man. We were talking about taking the subway. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even, even the subway after Eagles games now is nearly impossible to get on. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like if you walk down there, I'll usually wait for at least three. And, and this is also after I go to Live Casino. I go to Live Casino, <laughs> hang out there for a couple, a couple of drinks, hours. Yeah. And then I go over to the subway and it's still packed. No. It always, when you talk about that, it always reminds me of the footage of when they were, uh, you know, heading on their way to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Eagles <laughs> and the, the guys was running. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 it runs right into the. Oh, that's the best. Oh, that's it's so one bad. of my favorite videos. <laughs> yeah, that guy had his. Uh, he had his moment. He had his fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do we have a couple minutes still? Or yeah, should we a take a break. I, 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 do, I know we have a, a moment or two, and I want to. Uh, Pierre, is Pierre coming back today? Do we know yet? He's supposed to, but we're not one hundred percent sure. Okay, we'll see in a moment. But um, <clears throat> I, I didn't want to let this story get too far away. You know, there were all those uh, flight delays. Yes. You know, we talked about the the traffic jam earlier this morning uh, uh, that was in Virginia, um, and that snow also caused all kinds of delays on Monday and. Uh, there were thousands of flights that were, you know, canceled and all that stuff. Right. And I saw this quick story, a l- little bit of uh, information for you, because I've never, I've never had a flight canceled on me before. I have, many times. I've had flights delayed a little bit and just kind of deal with it. Mm. Um, but there is, it, it, you can get compensation uh, and you can actually kind of um, negotiate. You can really? negotiate a little huh. bit. Uh, with the airlines, and there was a uh, a report that was done about this. So, uh, let me see here. Who came up with this? Uh, there's no limit to the amount of money or vouchers that the airline is able to offer, meaning it is well within your rights to negotiate. Is according to a TikTok user and lawyer. Her name is Erica Kohlberg. Oh, I saw this girl the other day. Okay, what was it pertaining to this? Yes. Okay, she said uh, if you find yourself bumped from a flight and are subsequently subjected to a one to two hour delay or one to four hour delay for international flights, you are automatically entitled to as much as four times the cost of your fare no. one way, even if you're rebooked. So one to two hour delay will get you that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet on I bet on far lengthier delays. Though per transportation.gov, airlines may limit the compensation to $775 if 200% of the one way fare is higher than $775. I'm lost. I'm Whatever, lost. I'm yeah. lost on that too. I'd probably be paying them. But if the delay is longer than two hours, upwards of four hours for an international flight, that figure increases to eight times the cost oh, of your of your one-way flight. So is this an industry standard, or does it go airline by airline? It's a good question. I don't really know that. 
But you can apparently, and and of course, the key, I think, to all this is to be pleasant while you're doing this. Right. right. And, and timing. Negotiate. Use the word sea sucker a lot. Right? <laughs> yeah. And timing. You're, you're not going to do it in line at the gate right there while everybody's right. trying to book for other flights. Well, so it should happen later yeah. on? I, I don't know the answer to that. But okay. I'm assuming you're not going to have time to negotiate with somebody while you're standing there and there's 20 people in line b- behind mm. you. Right. When you and Kathy had your <laughs> fiasco at uh, in Chicago... Have you done anything since then? No, and this reminded me of that. And technically, our flight was still never canceled. It was just, it just never happened. Like, they just kept delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. You guys got ghosted. We got ghosted. We got ghosted by American Airlines. They'll pull (laughs) tricks like that so that they don't have to list it as being canceled. If there's no formal declaration, that's why a lot of times, you know, it behooves them to pull away from... Uh, you know, the gate, the, the gate yeah. uh, and sit on the tarmac because uh, by the records, they've departed they on time. Departed. Wow. But did you, get, yeah. did you get vouchers or anything? No. And Nick, so I'm glad, Preston, that you brought this up huh. because it reminded me that I have to call them. But after all of these delays yesterday, like, I don't have three hours to yeah, just sit yeah. on the phone and, and, and wait. And do you normally default? To, I never think of things like this. I'm probably owed something no. for this. I never do. Yeah. I'm like, no, I either. bemoan my predicament and I just move on. I'm just like, this is part of yeah, travel. This right. is, there, there are unforeseen things that take place. Now, if there's something really, really important, uh, if you've got a, you know, uh, uh, a family event, a funeral, uh, whatever, you know, a, a surgery or some kind of thing that's like that, I might raise a stink about right. it. Um, I'm a surgeon. Uh, yeah. But uh, I never, I'm just like, no. look, it's it's flying, it's, it, it's travel, and sometimes Where's the bathroom? delays happen. <laughs> okay, yeah. so um, speaking of negotiation, because I was just thinking of this recently, um, do you think, or do you know if I can negotiate my gym membership price? Because I am paying a lot of money to go to my Thanks. gym right now. And I can, the, what, what I was thinking is bring examples of, of another place that has a different price. Sometimes businesses will, they'll, they'll play ball with American them. Airlines. Right. Go into your gym and say, American Airlines is offering <laughs> me all this. Right. Well, I'm just wondering. And they will bring me to an entirely different state and country. If I went What to, are you doing? If I went to my gym and I said, hey, here's the deal. Like, this is what I'm paying. <laughs> this is what I could pay over at this place. Your your options as a business are you can either lose, uh, lose all of my money right. or mm-hmm. only lose half of my money. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, but I'm just not good at that. I think it's I'm all- not good at confrontation. Go in what you need. I think it's always part of the deal. You don't even have to have anything in it. Go sit at their desk, have a briefcase. Yes. Open it up uh-huh. so the back of the briefcase faces them and pretend like you're looking down at something and then you say, well, my record shows. <laughs> uh, but but Kathy is made for stuff like that. Yeah. Like she'll go, let me handle this. Yeah. And then she'll go in and start to do it. I'm not any good at it. Yeah, it's all about your tactics. Like you can go and you can talk to the person. The answer is always no unless you ask, right? So you can talk oh. to that person and then if that person at the desk says no, you can say, let me speak with your manager and let me talk to your manager about it. And there might be whether it's maybe they don't give you discounted now. Maybe they say, hey, we do have this offer where we'll give you three months free and then start paying after that. Or they also nine times out of ten, any company worth a damn that has, or has been in business for a while has a Though they don't reveal it uh, overtly, they have a protocol for this and what they would do in these situations and these packages that they have at the ready to offer people who ask for things, Mm -hmm. you know, because they've been inconvenienced. But like the person at the gate is not necessarily going to be able to help you unless you break out your wallet and go say... Have you heard of Mr. George Washington right. before? Exactly. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah. <laughs> I've got this maybe Mr. Lincoln. I don't know. Ooh, I've got other lo- notables are on these little round coins. <laughs> Uh, so, but yes, I've never been Do you know at, Abraham Lincoln by it? I've, <laughs> I've never been, uh, I've, I've never, I, I always feel like I'm out of place if I'm going, well, so-and-so, you know, this place is offering me that. Can you guys match it? But it's fairly oh standard, I think. Chances right? are they need your business more than you need their service, right? And, and they know that. And so if you are willing to walk away, uh, it it really depends on what they're willing to do to keep pick, you. Pick your level and, exactly. And I, it, that I think that process. At any time I buy a car, you can get a car anywhere. I, I like being loyal to a certain brand. I like yeah. being lo- loyal to a certain dealer. But they need my business more than I need that car. Right. How about uh, subscription services? Uh, like they're, they're a bit like cable television. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I walked away from cable years ago, and I have zero regrets. Although I'm probably paying for. All the streaming services, what I used to pay right. for cable, but yeah, I mean, you but know, we've negotiated that before. They're always everything with those people is negotiable. Yeah, I mean that's it's a Listen. dirty little secret. But if you call up and say, "Hey, I'm going to take my business to uh, Plan yeah. B," uh, they will they will offer you often. They will offer you like an introductory offer for another two years or whatever. They want to keep your business. The bonus. inquiry is all part of it. Just to yeah. simply say, and again, the way you approach, yes. I, I couldn't yeah, help yeah. but notice I'm paying this, this, this. Is there something that we can do? And and more often than not, instead of like, Let's, I look, I tore up with the belt that I am out of my freaking mind. You know, uh, you, want, you want to come in a little bit more. I've been a longtime customer. Right. It also helps if you pay your bills and things like that. Phone services, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, phone plans. I think you can, if, if you've been doing it for a long time, you can say, hey, look, I've been, you know. I've this... been a Pornhub member for 10 years Come now. on now, yeah. cut me a break here. <laughs> Premium package. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, I didn't know that about the planes. I fell down a hole watching this girl on TikTok the other day. And Casey, I think you should follow her. And there's people like this. This is a new trend where these people tell you about kind of these loopholes or behind oh, the scenes yeah. things. So I'm watching her now and she goes to a store and says, can I have 50% off? And they're like, we don't offer that. And she said, oh, well, you have a birthday discount. And my birthday was two weeks ago. So can I use your discount? So there's mm-hmm. little things like that. She said getting Black Friday deals. Um, if you buy something online and then the price online goes down within 30 days, you can get the refund. Yeah. So there's going to be little things like that. It just takes Wouldn't time. Yeah. And you have to decide, is your time worth the money you're saving Right. To do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what so, it comes down to. All right. Well, if you if you do get delayed, and unless it's, and somebody had texted in, uh, talking about the, the, the flights, if it's a blanket weather thing, you know, like all of a sudden a foot of snow comes down, you might have a little less of a leg to stand on. Uh, but if there are delays and they're not really saying why, you know, a lot right. of oh. you know, delays in, the, in this. And they don't want to be forthcoming. That one yeah. and so on. But anyhow. I understand there's a weather condition, but my gym gives me a towel when I go. In. <laughs> yes. Is Can it you a warm towel? have a towel? Yeah. All right. We should take a break because I got some bizarre file stories I want to get to you. So we will do that in just a moment. Hang in there. We'll be back in a second. The free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. I mentioned this earlier this morning. Uh, latest Daily Rush video is out. It's called Dr. Diamond Buccal Fat Removal. Uh, and the description says it's a tongue twister, but it's easy to say once you've had your cheek fat removed. And uh, if you follow MMR on Instagram, you'll get the uh, uh, the Daily Rush video delivered right to your feet. 
uh, anytime we come out with them. Uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com, by the way. All right, giggity, 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 giggity. All right, giggity. Let's do, uh, let's do Bizarre. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. All right, here we go with some stories for you. Uh, we'll begin with, how about this one? Yeah, I, got the, I had this a couple days ago. I didn't get a chance to get to it, but... A grim New Year's trend continued in Japan as two women choked to death on traditional rice cakes and four other people were hospitalized. Uh, the women who died were both in their 80s and they choked on mochi. Mochi. My daughter, it's, she eats it all the time. I've heard a lot of people dig mochi. I'm not sure I've ever had it. Um, it's kind of like an ice cream. It's a, it's yeah. a dessert. It's, it's it? this yeah. rice cake that's filled, or at least uh, I guess there are different versions, different types of mochi that you can get. Uh, but it's got this uh, this outer layer, Steve. That's yeah. kind of this gooey stuff, um, and it's a sticky, sweet, traditional delicacy served to celebrate on New Year, uh, so or New Year's Eve. So it is. It's so common that the Tokyo Police Department has a website offering tips on how to help someone who has the food lodged in their throat. Well, that's not good. I don't think you'd like it, Steve. It's kind of a little bit like um, fondant on and the, the outside. Yeah, and, yeah okay. and I don't think it's your style. Like, if you're going to go for ice cream or that kind of dessert, just, just go for ice cream. Go for the friggin' ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Authorities annually warn people to cut the sticky rice cakes into smaller pieces to make them easier to chew, especially for the elderly and children. And people are also advised my mochi. to eat the treats slowly. Uh, despite public warnings, the treats made of pounded steamed rice have caused suffocation deaths nearly every year, especially among elderly people. Yay! In 2015, nine people were believed to have died taking part in the annual culinary tradition. Uh, when you eat, what is the one food that can really, that you really wolf down? Oh, that, um, boy, that's a good question. Yeah. There's quite a bit. It's like sesame noodles. I'll do that. You just know, like, really I'm just like yeah. Sometimes pizza. Pizza. I mean, I'll, I'll just yeah, tear yeah. through a slice because I'm eating far too fast. Much into it as my mouth as I can. But yeah, yeah. Uh, mochi is a staple of the Japanese New Year's holiday menu. But the gluttonous cakes, grilled or cooked in broth or with sweet beans, can easily get stuck in people's throats, blocking breathing. And according to a 2020 letter to in a medical journal, mochi accounts for up to 13.9 percent of foreign body airway. Obstruction cases in Japan. In Tokyo, 482 patients were hospitalized after choking on the rice cakes over a span of five years. And in 2001, a woman saved her father's life when she used a vacuum cleaner to pull mochi from the 70-year-old man's throat. I think you reported it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was in 2001. but uh, So, yeah, be careful. You're eating your, your mochi. A mother was left horrified and baffled after she discovered a bag of crystal meth in her kid's breakfast cereal. 25-year-old uh, Hassam Nazir was giving golden morn cereal. This is in the U.K., so yeah. it's like probably golden grams, but they call it's it golden, golden morn. golden morn cereal, now with meth. Uh, so to her four children, when she found a bag of mysterious substance in a bag within the box... After trying to pour out the cereal to no avail, she reached in, pulled out the bag before a quick Google search revealed that she appeared to have found a bag of methamphetamine. Uh, obviously, she was shocked at the discovery. She contacted police who confirmed her worst fear. There were supposed to be two bags. Uh, Hassam had rushed her kids to the hospital to check if they had ingested any of the substance. Mercifully, they were discovered to be fine. Um, and when the police investigated the box... 
Uh, they found that someone had cut a hole in the bottom, which they ascertained the bag was lightly ins- likely inserted. But traditionally, I've, I guess I've seen pictures of meth, but nothing is coming. Is it is more, look, look, sort of like cocaine? I guess is it like a powdery like, white is substance? That, is that what it is? Yeah. And Breaking know. Bad, uh, it was blue, rock? but you know, uh, wasn't it, like, it was like crystal like, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends on your depends on what cereal you personal <laughs> taste. Yeah. Yeah. We've all seen different meths yeah. in our lives. Yeah, do you like a regular or al dente? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Extra crunchy. The box of uh, cereal was purchased from an international food store about five minutes uh, from their house, and was probably imported. All right. Four beekeepers were detained after protesting in front of uh, Chile. Uh, Chile's uh, presidential palace in Santiago on Monday. That's fun to, to say. The yeah. local officials. With seven police officers stung during the demonstrations. Bees! Yeah. Bees! Bees in the car! Bees everywhere! So, uh, God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! Honey production has been. <laughs> ripping his flesh off. <laughs> honey production has been hurt. By a long-term drought in Chile that has uh, withered the bees' food source, such as flowers and crops. While drought is not uncommon in Chile, the current uh, mega-drought has persisted since 2010. And climate change is at least partly to blame, scientists say. The beekeepers want government reform to improve honey prices or to provide subsidies for honey producers. And so uh, the beekeepers set around 60 beehives, which contain an estimated 10,000 bees on the avenue in front of the palace. Huh. And some of those bees got out as the uh, seven national police They're officers stink crazy. Uh, were stung trying to arrest the beekeepers and move the beehives out of the street. Police officials said uh, that they were taken to the hospital uh, after the incident. All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Let's end with uh, this one. A Hartford man was charged with illegal, illegally fabricating a positive COVID-19 test result to avoid appearing before a superior court judge uh-huh. in November. Uh, Junior Jump is his name. Uh, he was arrested and, and charged with one count of forgery in the second degree and one count of fabricating physical evidence. Uh, Jump was out on bond following his arrest in connection with a number of criminal cases pending. On November 29th, Jump's defense counsel told the judge and state's attorney that he received a screenshot from Jump appearing to be a positive COVID-19 test notification. Well, you might as well, Jump. The the judge excused Jump from appearing the following day. Investigation revealed that uh, notification was forced and allegedly fabricated by Jump. Uh, to avoid having to appear before the judge in court. So now he's being held on $25,000. Yeah, so it worked out. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, secret text word. Marissa, need a number caller. Who's it going to be? Caller number 17. All right, 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win. So if you have texted in and we sent that to you, you know be caller number 17. You get a shot at winning the prize. We'll be back in just a moment. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have to get a winner. We had looked for a secret text word caller, and uh, Marissa had called out for caller number 17. So that's who we're going to, and it's Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. All right, Mitch, what is our secret text word today, please? It's Chuck. Chuck. That is correct, Mitch. I want you to hang on because we are going to give you a couple of things. First of all, we're going to give you uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog on digital. You can buy it on digital and get get super-sized special features, including (laughs) deleted scenes and movie-making magic. I know why you You know that. Which is available at participating retailers, uh, rated PG from Paramount Pictures, and a four-pack of tickets for WWE Monday Night Raw. I want to see that, Clifford, and I want to see Raw. What do I do, Preston? Uh, this Monday, Wells Fargo Center just announced the new WWE champion, the Beast Brock Lesnar, will be there live. And tickets are on sale now via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Let's, uh, oh, we have to do the lesson question. Sorry, we got to do that first. All right, so lesson question today. Uh, Nick, I'm I'm picking a different one, one that we've never done before. Oh, yeah? Which is this. What was the answer to the stupid question this morning? Oh! How about that? Not even asking the stupid question. I just want to know what the answer, and I gave it a couple of times. Yes, you did. Uh, To that was 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, and we'll do the trash while you call it. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get into those stories, Steve. What is happening this morning? Well, Dr. Dre's ex-wife, Nicole Young, will receive a $100 million settlement as part of their divorce. Nicole, who originally asked for $400 million, believes she can stretch that $100 million through aggressive coupon clipping. (laughs) After 10 years, this blows my mind, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver are finally legally single again after a judge signed off on their divorce. Shriver originally filed for that divorce after Arnold admitted to helping their maid by waxing her ass. Oh, my God. And finally, a neighbor of Kim Kardashian named Sarah Key has filed an injunction to stop her from building an extra-wide driveway. Key says Kim would not need all that space if she would just walk up the driveway sideways. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trap. All right, let's look for that answer. What was the what was the answer to the stupid question this morning? Is our question. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Andy for the answer. Uh, Andy, you are on the air. Good morning. Andy, what is what was the answer to the stupid question this morning? Sweden. Sweden, Sweden. yeah. And you actually gave it right before you... Yeah, I went to the caller and I said, Hey, uh, you know, uh, Janine, what's the Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of what's the answer. What's the Sweden? Andy got it right. And we are going to give him a four-pack of tickets for uh, uh, from Fandango to see the Universal Action Spy Thriller, the 355, five rev- rival agents, one elite team. From the studio that brought you Jason Moore, Universal Pictures presents Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, Bing Bing Fan, Diane Kruger, and Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, the 355 is rated PG-13 and in theaters on 
January 7th. And real quick, there was a text. Where were that one, Nico? I just I, I don't think we've ever gotten a text like no. this before, yeah. Uh, we were playing the Queen song, yes. and uh, this text says, couldn't request a better song than Bohemian Rhapsody while cutting the guts out of a deer. Oh, <laughs> Love you guys for reading my mind. So there you go. What are you doing while you listen to the show? We should do that as a segment sometime. Yeah. All right, let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3. WMMR. Yeah! 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 All right. We'll start with Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello. Uh, actually, it's John not. Samos. It's just Tom Morello, oh. not Rage Against the Machine. So, anyhow, uh, Tom Morello is fortunate enough to have his own home recording studio, but he doesn't know how to operate it. <laughs> he recently told Guitar World. Uh, for the first four months or so of the pandemic, I was absolutely adrift. He said, you know, I have a really nice studio in my house, but I don't know how to work it. Like, I don't know how to move any of the buttons around. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to play shows. I'm not going to be able to record music. But despite his lack of studio knowledge, he managed to release two solo projects during the pandemic, the Atlas Underground Fire and the Atlas Underground Flood, in addition to an EP with bloody beer, root, tr- beer beat roots. But he said he figured out how to get around the studio issue by taking a cue from Kanye West, he said, I was reading an interview where Kanye West said he recorded the vocals of a couple of his big hit records using the voice memo on his phone, so I did that. I set up my phone on a little folding chair, my laptop's open so I can have, you know, like BPMs in my ears or whatever, and the phone is balanced on the edge of the laptop on a chair facing the amp. Wow. I can't believe... He's that inept when it comes to that because... He's a Harvard graduate. Well, and he's also, he's very um, effect-heavy yeah. uh, in his in his guitar sound. He uses all kinds of equipment to so, get sound. Yeah, record, I, even now, especially with the nature of recording equipment, I mean, I, I could record an album in our office right yeah. now. We, we talk about this, Nick Murphy and I, all the time, because in our studio here, you know, our engineers want to get, like, the top-of-the-line stuff with all the different effects, and we're like, we can just go to Best Buy and, like... Get something yeah, that like need. connects these two things for a hundred bucks. So he's probably got yeah the yeah. creme de la creme when it comes to equipment. But you know, listen, there's also YouTube. You can jump on there and probably figure out how to run your equipment if you really wanted to. Uh, Morello and Rage Against the Machine are hoping to finally kick off their twice postponed reunion tour this year with a current launch date in March. The lawsuit filed last year by Spencer Eldon, the naked baby featured on the cover of Nirvana's 1991 album Nevermind, has been dismissed by a judge after Eldon and his attorneys failed to, quote, respond to a motion to toss the entire thing filed by the defendants, a deadline of which had been set on December 30th. I also think it was a thin lawsuit, you know, to say that he was catching... Whatever went down during the original uh, signing or the the agreement with the, the his picture as a baby, uh, to say that it's impacted his life as an adult is kind of hard to believe. You can kind of keep that quiet, yeah. if you wanted to. I you wouldn't think. walk into a room and go, "Wait, is that the guy, baby?" Right. Eldon sued the band as well as Kurt Cobain's estate for child sexual exploitation because he couldn't consent to his image being used on the album's art since he was only four months old at the time. Dude, do you, anyone ever tell you you look like the baby on the Nirvana cover? He also said that his legal guardians didn't consent to it either, though. So Eldon also claimed that the image is child pornography, adding that the band made a promise to cover his genitals with a sticker, but it was never incorporated on the album, which has caused him to suffer lifelong damages. He was asking for at least $150,000, which really, in the big That's, scheme of things, doesn't seem like that not much. Lot. 
Uh, he has now until January 13th to submit an amended complaint if he wants to proceed. So if he's really serious about it, I know, yeah, he's still not completely out of the game. All right. I got sent this by a lot of people. Yes, I am aware of it. And yes, I want one. I just don't have room at my house. Rush has partnered with Stern Pinball for a series of new pinball machines available in pro premium and premium and limited edition models. Stern chairman and CEO Gary Stern said in a statement partnering with Rush, we created a musical pinball experience that every fan will want to explore. Incredible music, memorable toys, Unique mechanical pinball action and custom speech will make players feel like they are on tour with the band. And in memory of Neil Peart, uh, we have also decided to support uh, the Neil Peart Research Award sponsorship by the uh, Glioblastoma Foundation as it researches cures for this deadly brain cancer, which, of course, took his life. I So um, it looks awesome. It really does. They did a lot of cool stuff on this. this all, obviously, you well imagine all sorts of Rush references. Um, do you know, um, did they give the price? I'm sorry, you, pressed, you no, might have mentioned it. No, I, uh, I mean, they, usually, I think their pinball machines can be in that five to $6,000 range. Now, that's just me guessing out loud. Yeah. I have no idea. It might be even more than that. Actually, wait, here you go. Yeah, the suggested retail price. Uh, is just under $7,000. Uh, so the pinball machines will be unveiled virtually in Las Vegas starting today. Somebody had emailed me about it and said that there's a place in Malvern uh, that is going to have one, that they've, that they've ordered one. Let me see if I, I might okay. still have the email. Um, and it is a, yeah, okay, the pinball gallery in Malvern will have one by the end of the month. Hmm. Uh, so he said, following an announcement like this, Stern usually starts shipping in a couple of weeks. That is from uh, Craig Powell. Is that a, uh, a a store or is it just literally a place you can go play it? Uh, I uh, I assume it's a place you can go and play. Usually, pinball places yeah. that that uh, display those will allow you to play them. Or, uh, but you know what? I'll have to look into that. But man, I really want one, and I love, love, love pinball. I can play for hours. Yeah. I love that game. There's nowhere you can put it. Not one place. I mean, maybe, but no you know place you could that put makes it. a lot of sense. Where in Shore House? Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't right think here, would, right I don't, in the master bedroom, right at the foot of the bed. I don't think it would fit there. But no, okay, but, I haven't seen the place. I mean, pinball machines are big; they take up a lot of real. Could you put it where Casey's uh, pool would have gone? <laughs> we could do that. You do that. Yeah. Well, and you always find those people that like try to squeeze it in and put it too close to the wall, and then you can't. Then you can't move the machine around, yeah, exactly. which you need to. You can, you know, without Needs tilting, space. of course, but. Uh, so anyhow, um, they uh, they said that uh, in the um, the press release, the Rush Pinball Concert Under Glass features 16 iconic songs accentuated by sound and lighting effects. Songs include Headlong Flight, Far Cry, One Little Victory, Working Man, 2112, Tom Sawyer, The Spirit of Radio, Free Will, Cygnus X1 Book 1, The Wait. Voyage, and Book 2 Hemispheres, The Big Money, Subdivisions, Limelight, Fly Jeez. By Night, La Via Strangiato, Bastille Day, and Red Barchetta as well. So we're looking at this place, Preston. It's, it's yeah, I need awesome. to go there. The Malvern. Uh, Holy the, hell! Uh, yeah, there's and tons it, of pinball machines, and it looks like it's got other games as well. And sometimes places like that you can rent out. Uh, yeah, you know, for parties. So wow. Yeah, I need to go there. I know where we can put it. Where? Right behind me. Oh yeah, yeah. we can. I didn't even think about that. The concert carpet studio. Yeah. yeah. Now that we have an actual, we had an actual concert performance facility right here down the hall. Yeah. The concert carpet is no longer needed. Yeah, pinball machine right there. Got a plug back there and everything. 
All right. Well, one last story. Wolfgang Van Halen literally learned Tremonti's set list during a single night of cramming before hitting the road with the band. Back in July 2012, Wolfgang jumped in in uh, in cold to replace then bassist uh, Brian Marshall and stayed on to play bass on the band's 2015 album uh, Cauterize and his 2016 follow-up Dust. While chatting uh, in an interview, Wolfgang recalled getting to join Tremonti. He said, it happened to have been in New Jersey with my friend Seven Dust where they were recording and I was just hanging out with them. And then I happened to have some of my bass equipment with me because we were jamming. And it late one night, I got a call from Mark Tremonti. He's like, hey, man, I heard that you were in town. We need a bass player. Do you think you can come by? Sure enough, loaded my stuff in a pickup, got there 45 minutes later in New York, learned the whole set, and we started touring the next day. Huh. Oh. That's almost impossible. Yep, that's a lot of work. Uh, after a hectic year releasing Mammoth WVH's uh, debut set, uh, Spade of Band-Aids, uh, not to mention a major opening spot with Guns N' Roses through the summer, Wolfgang is cooling his heels. When asked about a typical day off, he said, just being lazy on the couch with my girlfriend, watching TV shows, or playing video games, and going to bed early. I'm a big nerd, and I always play video games. Uh, if I'm not making music or on tour, uh, Frank and I, uh, there is their guitar player, uh, would bring our system around hotel to hotel room so that we could play. So is his girlfriend some sort of model or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I, yeah, I think she is. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. We got one more break to take. We're going to do that now. Come back in a second. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and the triumphant return of one Mr. Robert. Yeah. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Cars on 93.3 WNMR. It's everything that rocks. Is that from Candio? Is that uh, the album that that's from? I've lost track of the Cars albums and what songs are on their albums. Uh, it's, it's on Cars, yeah. And so I, I got a record player for... Um, for Christmas, and I happen to own that record already and listen to it beginning to end. It's the one that has moving in stereo and... Uh, it's Candy O. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, so it shows the Cars. Uh, the car. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Candy O was their second album. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, yeah. What are you doing over here? But it's got moving in stereo into all mixed up as the uh, end of the record on the B side, and it, I, they flow so perfectly into each other. It's a great record, nice. beginning and end. Uh, Ten twenty-five. As we are wrapping up today's program, and I would like to thank our lone guest this morning, Mr. Damian Priest. Yeah. <laughs> WWE, as you pointed out, Steve, like every single person we've met from that organization is always a great conversation. Uh, Whatever they do, however, Triple H and Vince McMahon and all those guys uh, and his daughter, you know, set that system up and and uh, curate them and do what they yeah. do. They're, they're, that's a formula that is working. Yep, they get good people working yeah. for them. So it was good to have him on. And they are uh, WWE 
Monday Night Raw is happening at the Wells Fargo Center on uh, Monday. And tickets available at wellsfargocenterphilly.com should you be inclined to go. He is here. He has arrived. Yay! Back from a few days off. Ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Robert. Hi. Hi. Don Rickles music. No, we don't. Sorry, I don't have it. We need to have this. That's it. Oh, that is it. Yeah. I was messing around. Nice. There's your music. Like Hail to the Chief. Yes. He played every Tom Manor or God Save the Queen. I don't know. God Save the Queen. Both Rickles and the Queen enter to the same. Exactly. They do. They do. Did you meet Don Rickles? Did you have an interview with him? I interviewed him. Met him twice. Was in the backstage room with him in Atlantic City. He called you out on stage. stage. He did. Yeah. And he called you a hockey puck? Well, not on stage. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. But he did in my interview um, for the idea. I said, "Would you say, Pierre, you're a hockey puck?" And he said it. It was priceless. Wait, we have it. Steve. Oh, God, God, God. Sorry, I, I didn't wait for it to load. Before right. I... It's okay. It's, it's okay, Casey. We're gonna try this again. Uh, yep. Go um, ahead. All right, here we go. Hang on, Pierre. Here. Hi, this is Don Rickles. You're listening to WMMR, the rock and roll station, with my friend Pierre Robert. Pierre, you're a hockey puck. And to tell you the truth, I never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked you. What's the hockey puck reference? That's well, a it classic. Was, it was a classic yeah, his put insult. down. Yeah. He would just say to people, "You're a Marissa, you're a hockey puck. <laughs> you're a hockey puck. <laughs> you know, he would just say that to people. And uh, I'm sitting in the room with him, and um, and he doesn't, he's got this... Uh, robe on and slippers, and he hadn't put his pants on yet because <laughs> the um, the old entertainers would not put their pants on so the last minute, not wrinkle them. Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, and um, he didn't have his jacket on for the same reason. Uh, and and then uh, I said, "Man, you killed it on Letterman the other night." And he goes, "Do you hear that, fellas? I killed it on Letterman." <laughs> and makes a uh, graphic gesture as to um, him getting enlarged. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, oh my god! And um, and then uh, then he he said, "This is somebody some on the couch," and it was Sinatra's manager on the couch. Oh wow! And and two other heavy, heavy, heavyweights, and then agents. He says, "Don't look at them; they're just agents." <laughs> but this was Frank's manager, my manager. And I'm going, holy blank! I'm in the presence of greatness. I yeah. said, "Could I take a picture? Twenty five dollars." Twenty five dollars. And anyway. pay that, uh, yeah. Well, I would have paid fifty. Yeah, I God, yeah, hundred. But um, and then I took it back the next year, and he signed it. Oh, that's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, excellent. Cool. Well, then, and that gave us this Your grand entrance, and now to bring forth the letter of the day. Are you ready, sir? Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter S, as in. Sacre bleu. Ah, yeah. sacre bleu. We have a six-pack of tickets to give away for the MMRBQ. And it will be Saturday, May 21st, BB&T Pavilion. Of course, opening day of the summer concert season with Disturbed, Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, Living Color, Loka, Connie Crobot, Lilazar, and Jackson's Local Shots artist, Huxley. Uh, tickets start just $25 while supplies last. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Complete details, WMMR.com, including... 
a look back at every WMMR RMQ, uh ever. Uh, backstage interviews, band photos, the whole thing is right there. That's pretty amazing. Want to check that out. Did you enjoy your time off? Well, no, not really. <laughs> I, I, I got the vid. You got yeah. the COVID. I didn't know yeah. if you wanted to. No, to oh, I'm happy to talk about touch it. Touch on that or not. Um, uh, Greg Monahan, Grinning Greg, he said, he wrote me, he texted me, he goes, dude, I heard you got the vid. <laughs> the vid? <laughs> Which, uh, which I guess is what the kids call it. You got, you got the vid. Although Greg's not or a the kid. Rona. I was going to say he's a kid. It's the vid or the Rona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The yeah, Rona. Yeah. That or the Rona. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're all here, uh, double vaxxed and uh, boosted. Uh, you know, and people say, well, see, it didn't ke- get you from getting it, but it actually kept me from uh, getting any severe effects of it. Right. It was just like a cold. And that's and, wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm glad that was the case. Yeah, it was, you know, nasal, a little bit of cough, and um, I tested negative yesterday. Yay. Good for you. Very exciting. Yeah. But that I g- mean, God and, gave you the chance to build that uh, that book uh, case you've been working on. Well, yeah, I built the book case. I sat in my filth. <laughs> That's the one good thing of a cold or like like a flu or like this is that when you are, there are those moments where like, it's rare. Like I always say, if you're going on a vacation, when the door closes on the plane, then I have no option now. Right. It's like when, so when you're in the middle of something like this, it's like, I'm going to just leave it on Judge Judy all day. You know, like you can do, you can just be a a horrible, just you have, you have an excuse to just be sedentary and not do a goddamn thing. Right. I, I, um, I read four books. Oh, that was cool. I, uh, I finished Dune, which was not an easy task. Uh, uh, and the new Michael or John Grisham book and two with two others. Um, but yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah. So. The idea of getting the vax is good only because, well, for many reasons, but because if you do get it, it makes the uh, effects much less um, serious. Excellent. Uh, and you don't have to go to the hospital. So. Yeah, love that. And uh, and I was, uh, I, and then I, um, it was good. Yeah, well, it's good to have you back, other man. Than that, we missed you. Other, other than, than the that, wallowing in your filth. Other than that, <laughs> you look very clean now. Yeah, you look really good. You must have you cleaned clean. up from the filth. Well, I did clean up from the filth, but um, my house is a wreck. It just like strewn with things everywhere. Smell bad too? No, not okay, well. Good. I couldn't smell for a while. So right. I, I did lose a touch of the smell. What about when taste? you get the vid uh, and the Rona and the Rona, as we like to say, Rona, and the Rona. Um, no, I didn't have any problem with taste. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. had a, had no fever, no um, irregular heartbeat, no. Uh, Were you able to make, as no, they say? Uh, I don't know what that means, but I I didn't have any syphilis Poop. either. Okay, no syphilis. Oh yeah, I was yeah. Everything was go- coming and going just fine. Good, okay. good. Uh, and um, so yeah, it was a lovely time, with the exception of that. But you know, I got okay. through my little ten days, and then um, I actually went downtown and watched the Mummers Parade on Sunday. Oh, that was my eleventh day. So I said. Am I clear for this? And my doctor, uh, who's an infectious disease guy at Penn, said, uh, you're not infectious after 10 days. And, you know, some CDC says actually five days with some specifics. But um, so I went down and watched the uh, the parade. Well, good. You stayed on the safe side. That's yeah. excellent. And I coughed and vomited on people. <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent. <laughs> vomited. Nice. Yeah. You're Pierre. Excuse me, citizen. I need to... Relieve myself of some ingestions that I had earlier. Oh. Well, you have two more days to enjoy all the Christmas decorations before they come down. Oh, good. Okay. Because you Excellent. missed that. Marissa made a lovely explosion of the Christmas 
um, video, yeah. and she came back to have me do it again. <laughs> and so it was like Thursday the twenty third, and I, um, 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 I, I was coughing. I had had a cold, so you can have a cold but not have COVID. But then I went to a Christmas party about five days before, and I think that's where I got it. And um, then the cold got worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I, 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 before he turned you guys on, the TV was on for a moment, and some doctor said, if you're sniffling and hacking, you should not go into work. I said, I have one test left because I'd been hoarding tests prior to them going out yeah. of fashion. And I took the test, instant positive. Yeah. I go, oh, dear. And it was 930 and I'm, of course, supposed to be here an hour later. So Sarah filled in, and then I didn't get to do the Christmas show. But that's why. Okay. Uh, We're looking at the video. It's very cool. Yeah, it's cute. Nice. What's up on the show today, dude? Oh, thank you. Yeah. On that, oh, well, wait a minute. Let me check my BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hipster joke. Yeah. Hey, hey. Wow. Who, who is your hip guy? Who is this current dude? affairs, huh? It's so hip that today is the first day that it doesn't work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm checking my berries that are black. Now, on the BlackBerry, it says to me, ACDC Live and David Bowie. Excellent. Rock on, you bastards. <laughs> it's going to be an enjoyable day, had by all. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, uh, Acme. And you can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And also, Jurassic Quest. That's coming to Philadelphia. January 15th to the 23rd. You can get tickets at JurassicQuest.com. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow, friends. Bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 